what's going on out there? How y'all doing today? Welcome to Freedom Friday here on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk in the House. How y'all doing out there? Hope everybody's having a wonderful Friday. Because, <laughs> man, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We got some interesting stuff to talk about today. For real. So I hope y'all are ready, man. Some of y'all want to get some pencil and papers now because I got some cases for you and some information. And we're just going to have us a good time today. I have nowhere to go. It's raining outside. So, hey, it is what it is, right? <laughs> it's Friday. Yeah, we got De La Soul on the turntables waiting for you, me, myself, and I. That's right. <laughs> so we got all kind of good stuff for you today. So I hope you're ready, because yeah, I'm ready. And uh, man, oh man. <laughs> Ooh, man. So what are we going to talk about today? Man, we got a lot. We have a lot. Uh, let's see. Just in earlier this morning, the United States is going to send 50 special forces Troops to Syria in an environment role. We've heard that before, right? They're going to advise, all right. But here's the catch to this. Remember when President Obama, I think it was last year, came on national television and said there will be no boots on the ground in Syria to fight ISIL. ISIL, ISIL, whatever they're calling it these days. Well, guess what? There's boots on the ground. That's right. There are ground troops there. Although they're supposed to be just advising, we already know if they come under attack, they have the authority to defend themselves. So, hey, boots on the ground, man. Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan. Y'all know that cat. Yeah, he ran for um, vice president with um, Romney. Well, he is now officially the new speaker of the House. That's right. He's the new speaker. What does that mean for the, at least the next year and a half going on? Huh? What does that mean? Well, <laughs> it means a whole lot and then a whole lot of nothing at the same time. Uh, but we'll get into that in a little bit as well. And an interesting fact. Did you know during the um, protests in Baltimore, Maryland, and Ferguson, Missouri, the FBI was flying a plane, monitoring the, the situation. Yeah. And guess what, man? This little plane, it was number but a Cessna, which is not a very large plane, but uh, it had infrared technology on it and laser technology. Know what that means? They could look in your house, man. Yeah, violating your privacy. <laughs> but, of course, you know, they're saying it didn't happen. Because they would need a warrant for that. But we all know better, don't we? Yes, we do. We know better. We we know better. Yeah. So if you ever see a company called NG Research, N as in Nancy, G as in golf, research, that's a shell company for the FBI. So I'm just letting you know. A little, little info for you. And uh, <laughs> let's see what else we got, man. We got a whole lot, man. Uh, there's a police officer in Texas, man. Who Austin, Texas, the capital, where a police policeman had charges dropped, manslaughter charges dropped. But this was a, this is a very interesting case 
And we really going to get into this thing here, man, because there was an interesting uh, argument used to get these charges dropped. And even though there are precedents to the argument that was used, I foresee a whole lot of bad stuff coming from this one little argument that was used that I think that a lot of individuals forgotten, uh, attorneys forgot about. So we're going to talk a little bit about that as well. And, of course, we have a whole lot more to talk about, man. I mean, we just going to get into it and have us a little uh, chatter, chatter, chatter box today. <laughs> oh, yeah. How many of y'all watched the debate the other night? I must admit, I didn't watch it the first night. I had to go back back and watch it on, um, you know, replay. And, um, man, what was that all about? I have no idea. But the GOP says they are no longer partnering with NBC when it comes to debates. They're supposed to have another one in February. They say they will not, will not have one with any partners of NBC. None. They say because it did not focus on economic issues as they had promised, and candidates were asked very, very inaccurate and downright offensive questions. <laughs> Isn't that a part of politics? It didn't take long for them to go at each other either, did it? Of course not. <laughs> I mean, what they're upset about? That's everyday life in politics, correct? Hey, I'm just saying. So those are some of the things we're going to be talking about today. And um, I can't really, I cannot wait to really get into it. Um, but before we do, let's go on and, and knock out. Let you know how you can be a part of the show because I look forward to hearing from each and every one of you today. And the first way is give me a call, 347-838-8622. Press the number one on your keypad, and, man, you're in there. i see you and let you in, and we can have our conversation. Next way is send me an email, let's at L-E-T-S talk dot com. Hey, hey, if you want to read on air, just put on air under your comment. And I would be more than happy to read it live for you. And we can go from there. And then there's the website, which is um, being updated. And um, probably a couple hours after the show, it'll be updated and, and, and definitely ready for viewing. And we got some good stuff on there. Um, we got um, the Waco, Texas motorcycle shootout video on there. Uh, we have a video of Sheriff David Clark. Y'all know that cat out of Missouri City um, or something like that. Milwaukee, I'm sorry, County, who's always uh, defending cops and things. Well, we got him on there um, blasting Black Lives Matter and a couple other little stories on there that you might find interesting. So check that out as well. And... Other than that, man, that's always. Oh, don't forget our chat room. How can I forget the chat room? www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. Those are all the ways you can. You can be a part of the show, and I look forward to hearing from me and every one of you because I, I want to hear from you. I like to hear what's on your mind, what you're talking about, yeah, what you're thinking. Because I don't have all the answers. I'm not going to tell no fibs. I have n- very few answers, actually. Have conjecture, have my opinion, <laughs> but uh, you know, hey, that's good enough for me. 
<laughs> hey, we can go from there. As I always say, man, do your research. Don't trust everything I say. No, you can always do your own research and, and fact find me or whatever you want to do. I have no problem with that. I don't because it is what it is. <laughs> all right. So anyway, so those are all the ways you can participate on the show. As I mentioned before, come on. I want to hear from you. I want to see you. And I want to welcome everybody that's listening out there on your different devices that I do not see at this present time. And for those that will later call in and check out the archives, thank you as well. I see I have two guests in the chat room already. And uh, 550 and 576, welcome to the show. Glad you can make it. And, uh, yeah, we we ready, man. I, I think we just about ready here to get, get to kick in the song of the day. Because, you know, man, the song of the day is Friday. It's Friday, the end of the work week. Some of you, you know, you're looking at the clock. You're like, oh, man, it's taking forever, forever. Well, we're going to try to help you out a little bit and give you a little nod music to go so you won't really think about that clock too much. And uh, when we come back, we're going to go ahead and talk about some things. Because, um, like I said, we have some really interesting things to talk about. And I cannot wait. I cannot wait to get into this. Michigan, I see you. I see you. All right. So, without further ado, man, here's your uncle today. De La Soul and me, myself, and I. See you in the future. Mirror on the wall, tell me, mirror, what is wrong? Can it be my daylight clothes or is it just my daylight soul? What I do ain't make believe. People say I sit and try, but when it comes to being daylight, it's just me, myself, and I. Glory 
think they diss my person by stating I'm darkly packed. I know this, so I point at Q-tip and he states, Black is black. Mirror, mirror on the wall, shovel chestnuts in my path. I keep on the us so I don't get an aftermath. But if I do, I'll calmly punch them in the 4th day of July. Cause they try to mess with third degree, that's me, myself, and I. Nah, nah. Me, myself, and I. It's just me, myself, and I. It's just me, myself, and I. Right, that was man, that was De La Soul and me, myself, and I. <laughs> Woo! Welcome back, welcome back to Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm the man, Mr. Talk in the house. That's right, I'm here. You're here. We're here. That's always good. That's always good. Once again, you want to be a part of the show, man. 347 Press number one on keypad. Email me, ericlesstalk at gmail.com. And don't forget the chat room at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. All the ways, all the ways, all the ways you can participate on the show today. And I look forward to hearing from each and every one of you. Yeah. So, what are we going to start off talking about today? Yeah, well, besides the rain and the storm that's outside my window, (laughs) no, we're not going to talk about that. Let's start off talking about how the United States has spent over $500 million over the last two years to train Arab, Arab opposition in Syria. And what has happened? It hasn't worked. It hasn't worked at all. So now, y'all remember this statement? I will not put American boots on the ground in Syria. Now, that is what President Obama said September 2013 in a national speech, a national speech on television. Well, he has gone back on that, y'all, because this morning he have made a statement that he will be sending 50 special troops, special forces troops to Syria, put them on the ground to help advise and assist the opposition in getting rid of, uh, what the man named, Hassad. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Now, th- this is interesting because it is definitely a total departure from what um, the president said. In 2013. But of course, we already knew what the, what was going to happen with that, didn't we? Yeah, we knew what was going to go. We knew eventually it was going to have to happen. Especially since Russia has jumped in and we can't let Russia outdo us now. And, and, and you know, Russia is basically supporting Assad 
we can't have that. Putin is saying, okay, now, you said you are too. Let me show you what I'm going to do. So now we have this proxy war going on with Russia and, and we messing around in Syria. Don't forget we have um, 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 uh, troops in Iraq, Afghanistan. So basically we're on three war fronts. You can call it what you want. You may say, nah, that's not a war. But yeah, it is. We, if we're involved, they're bombing their kids. It's a war. You call it what you want. I, I really don't. I mean, it's just that simple. And we're there. We are there. We have boot on the ground now, so and don't think this will be the last of it. See, and and that is the tricky part right there. Many people say, well, it's just only fifty. Yeah, it's only fifty. You keep believing it's only fifty. This is the fifty you know about. Okay. <laughs> yes, the fifty that you know about. But it is hey, it is what it is. That's the game we play, we live in, right? That's the world we live in. That's the game they play. Hey, we just pawns. That's all we are. We just pawns. It's not like well, there's much we can do about it. Yeah. What I mean really, what can we really do about it? Nothing. <laughs> you hear all that chiming in the background, those um flash forward warnings that's going on in this area, so you'll be okay. <laughs> uh, be all right. Nothing major. Nothing major. Um, so that's what's going on um, in that area. And, of course, you know, this is supposed to help the renew talks to um, have Assad leave us peacefully. But I don't know how they can even think it would be peacefully when, um, you know, you got bombs going on and carrying on around now. So it will be very interesting to see what, what is um, happening with that. We're going to you know, monitor it and see. All right, so. Paul Ryan is the new Speaker of the House. You know, now, <laughs> you know, anytime I mention Paul Ryan, or I think Paul Ryan, I think of Ted Cruz. I, don't ask me why. Because they basically, you know, talk the same rhetoric and, and talk the same noise. You know, they want to do what the people rec- have been requesting since the, the election, and there will be no closed negotiations. And <laughs> You know what's so interesting about that whole situation, him being Speaker of the House? He basically told the Republican Party that, look, you have till Friday to nominate me or I'm not running. Well, what? Okay, so where's the choice in that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, where is the choice in that? Where is the choice in that? There is no choice, is it? He basically telling y'all either you gonna put me in or I'm not doing it. And so, the next couple of the, the, the next what year and a half, basically, you you can look forward to um, <laughs> having some very interesting. Um, conversations in the House and the Senate in Congress, period, with Ryan as the, you know, Speaker of the House. We're going to see just how open these negotiations are, and if he's going to be uh, receptive to what the so-called people, and I say that with quotations, um, are asking him to do. We're going to see. See, and here's here's a very interesting part. Boehner may be stepping down May have you know it the what today or, or this weekend what have you, but Boehner went ahead 
and set the budget up. So Ryan can't and his and the Freedom Caucus, whatever they call themselves in the Republic, can't block it. So Boehner and, and that was one of the main issues they had with Boehner was they wanted Boehner to shut the government down because they didn't want um, the budget to include funding for Planned Parenthood. <laughs> now, everyone knows Planned Parenthood has been receiving funding for years. years. So it's nothing new. All of a sudden, a, 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 a video, some video come out, then everybody is up in arms about it. Really? Really? <laughs> so now, so those cronies in the Republican Party decided they was going to divide the party because they didn't want it. So, hey, let's shut it down. Let's just shut it down. But, of course, the bottom line was if they did shut it down, they still were receiving checks. You know what I'm saying? They were still receiving their money. But the average Joe like me and you, if we work for the government or we are we, uh, receiving uh, uh, Social Security you know, or retirement checks or what have you, we may not get our money. But they sit up there with their chest out and we shut the government down. So I'm glad Boehner did what he did. <laughs> I was watching uh, Nancy Pelosi on C-SPAN this morning, well, this afternoon, and she just basically told it. You know, <laughs> you know, they wanted to hold the country hostage over Planned Parenthood, funding for Planned Parenthood. That's just crazy. Just downright nuts. So, so we, it, it's going to be really interesting to see what Paul Ryan is going to do here because I, I'm really um, interested in, in seeing what's what's going to happen with this as him some Speaker of the House. Um, as I mentioned before, doing Ferguson and Baltimore protests, uh, the FBI was flying um, a small Cessna over each one of them and, uh, you know, doing surveillance. And that the little plane had um, infrared technology and laser technology, and uh, which meant they could look in homes while they were flying over, so-called um, observing the protests. Of course, the claims are they didn't use it because they needed a warrant. But we all know when was the last time the FBI or Mr. Smith needed any type of war to do what they really wanted to do, right? <sighs> so you see any small planes flying around your house that's normally not, you know something is up. And there's a um, FBI shell company by the name of NG, NG Research. If you see that right there, you know it has to do with the FBI, Okay. FBI. I'm just putting it out there for you. So, hey, you know, you know, you know. All right. So, we got all that preliminary stuff out of the way. I want to talk about this case down in Austin, Texas, because I see something really, really bad about to happen um, based on this case right here. And uh, I kind of want us to talk about it, you know. But oh yeah, I forgot also. What about um the the little girl in South Carolina that got thrown across the room? Um, you know, this is, the backstory was she lost her mom and 
You know, she was uh, going through some things. But did you notice, and I watched the video quite a few times, but did you notice she never said anything? She didn't make a sound. You know, that was, that was very, um, I say, brave of her. Now, the, the young lady that was, that was filming, she was cussing, you know. Then the little boy came on television and did an um, interview said they were all afraid, you know, it may happen because they were watching it happen to her. But she never made a sound. She didn't say anything. That's very unusual, very unusual. You know, and I really hate that it happened to her. But um, the little girl that was doing the recording, well, she's really not a little girl. I think they said she was 18. Uh, she said when she was in eighth grade, she heard um, about Officer Slam. That I think that was she said they used to call him Officer Slam. Of course, you know, the reports came out. Some say, well, he didn't have an issue. I mean, he had no problems in the school uh, or what have you. The teacher didn't try and stop him. Uh, you know, this is just weird. This is the, 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 what do we have going on in our schools with our children? And it, it's interesting. I'm sorry, uh, but they kept saying resource officer. I'm like, resource officer? What resource is he bringing to? He's a policeman. I don't care what they call him. He's a policeman. He may be in the school, but he's a policeman. Now, some people say, well, we need him. Um, in a because of um, Columbine and Sandy Hook and all that good stuff. I, you know, if we were to bring back, I don't know if we can even do that these days. You know, if we bring back corporal punishment, the SWATs, you know, that would do it. Um, there's a, a school district in Texas that actually has brought back the SWATs, um, you know, where the principal can give SWATs and, um, Disruptions in class and things have gone down over 50%. So I think that'd be, it would be an option, but you know, you never know how people handle stress jobs these days. You know, it's not like the administrators and things came from the same neighborhood as the kids growing up. So you knew who you were dealing with. So I don't know if that's an option, and I believe in corporal punishment, I really do. But I, I don't know if that's an option now, um, because it's just <sighs> scary. Lack of a better word, that's a good word right there. It's scary. And uh, <laughs> what you mean, where's my sound? My sound better be here. Uh, yeah, I know. I know I'm breaking up. And like I said, I got a thunderstorm going on outside, okay? My bad. Got a thunderstorm going on, so I may break up a little bit today. I I can't do anything about Mother Nature. I can't. <laughs> I can't do anything about that. Okay. Um. Yeah. But we gonna continue on. I mean, cause it didn't started pouring real bad. I told you that, man. Why you messing with me, JC? Yo, JC in the chat room bothering me, so that's who I'm talking to right now. Uh, it's hard. It's hard. Um. Anyway, you know, I, I think corporal punishment is really not. Uh, it's not a bad thing, 
But I think there need to be some strict guidelines if, if that's going to happen. You know what I mean? So it is what it is, and it shall be what it shall be. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so let's get to talking about this this case I was I wanted to talk about today uh, because this is really really um, uh, going to be an interesting case. Um, manslaughter charges dropped. Um, <laughs> Lord have mercy. Ah, uh, I don't know why you can't hear me. Oh man, I don't know why can you hear me? Can you hear me? Say hell yeah! All right. <laughs> what you mean you can't hear me? You should be able to hear me. Oh man, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? I don't know what's going on. Ah, 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 ah. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, I do apologize. I'm apologizing to you because we got some bad weather going on outside. I can't do anything about that. All right. All right, my, my 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 girl Renee told me she can hear me, JC. So you got your Obama stuff working wrong today. <laughs> but anyway, let me bring Renee into the house, man. Hey, Renee, darling, how you doing? What's going on? Peace, peace, Mister Tom. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. You had some good. I like, you know, your intro was really good. But you were, you know, bringing up some stories and things. So, a lot of things going on as usual. <laughs> yeah, as usual, as usual. I mean, yeah. Man, I, I'm like my phone was steady pinging and carrying on, and I'm like, okay, I, I just need to get away from it. But it's this case, Renee, and I know you're gonna really like this case here because this okay. is interesting. <laughs> and 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 <laughs> look. It, it, this case is going to set a bad precedent, I, I'm telling you. Um, it's this cop in um, Austin, Texas, and uh, basically what happened was he um, chased a guy down, shot him in the back of the head, and he was charged with manslaughter. Okay. Well, yesterday they, um, the charges of manslaughter was dropped against him. Now, this is what makes it so interesting, they use the argument that is, I mean, this is an old argument. I went back and looked up cases with this this argument. And basically what the argument said was that because he was subject to supremacy, the supremacy clause immunity, which protects federal officers from state prosecution under certain circumstances. In other words, it means since he was a policeman acting as a federal officer when he chased this guy down, um, he they didn't have you know, they couldn't charge him with anything. I know y'all y'all know like, what are you talking about? Okay. Let me go back and, and bring it to you. All right. Um, here's what happened. Um, let's see, he responded to a um collects surveillance video when he encountered this guy, Larry Jackson Jr., who was allegedly trying to illegally withdraw money from another person's account. All right. Um, 
The officer was seen on surveillance video speaking with Mr. Jackson, who fled after a very short time, according to court documents. Klein Hart, which is the officer's name, drew his weapon and pointed it at Jackson when he was about 50 feet away. Um, he ordered Jackson to stop and get down on the ground. Jackson did, did stop, but then not fully comply with Klein Hart's um, commands. Um, Klein Hart testified that he believed he could not ap- attempt to apprehend Jackson while holding his gun or stop to holster his weapon before continuing his pursuit. Um, Jackson attempted to run again, but Klein Hart grabbed onto his T-shirt, and the two began to struggle under the, um, this bridge in Austin, Texas. Uh, during a fall, Klein Hart shot Jackson in the back of the neck. Uh, <laughs> and after this, you know, he retired from the police department and so forth and so on. And his attorneys, as I just said, argued that he was acting as a federal officer at the time and subject to the supremacy clause immunity that protects federal officers from state prosecution under certain circumstances. And uh, so this is where the guy, he, he got off, basically. Now, of course, um, there may, they may appeal it, but they may not at the same time. Now, yes, Mr. Jackson was a black man, and Mr. Kleinhart was there on a whole different, for a whole different reason. Okay, let, let me go on to clarify that. Or right, he was there for a different reason whatsoever. He wasn't there for Mr. Jackson, unlike the the the, the 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 thing trying to make it seem like he wasn't there for him. He just happened to notice him, and decided to question him. And then that's when um, the the ensuing um, um, foot chase gave you know. I mean, and when they say they ran, he didn't run a little ways. This was a good little ways, about a half a mile. So um, yeah, they were running. Um. You know, and, and it's interesting because the reason why I say this, if you take that one little clause, supremacy clause immunity that protects federal officers from state prosecution, think about it now. You got six officers in um, Baltimore. You got that guy in um, what South Carolina. We already know um, the dude in Ferguson, he got off with no problems whatsoever. Now, when it comes to this supremacy clause immunity, this is a very interesting thing, and like I said, there was oh man, um, this this clause is this Constitution and the laws of the United States shall be made in pursuant thereof, and all treaties made or which shall be made under the authority of the United States shall be the supreme law of the land, and judges in every state shall be bound thereby. Anything in the Constitution or laws of any state. To the contrary, withstanding United States Constitution, Article 6, Clause 2. Now, that was just, you know, that's the beginning part of it. Um, but if you want to look up some stuff, there's a um, case California versus Cole Joseph Dotson. Same thing. I mean, and I, I, I'm, the reason why I'm bringing this up, because I can see some attorney running across this and saying, hey, that's that's reason right there for us to get away with a lot of stuff now. Think about it. You know, I, I don't know. What you think, Renee? You think this, this this is a bad precedent? I think it really is because it's, it's opening a door. Maybe it's a narrow door depending on um, the state and the court, you know, and, and that's what the thing is. It's getting it out of the hands of the local courts and putting it in federal federal court. You know what I mean? Right. So, right. And, and, and that's, a, that's a bad precedent right there. I really think that's a bad precedent because it's opening a door 
for more um, police abuse. Right. We're going to put it that way. Yeah, that that's the way I'm thinking about this thing. Uh, let's see. Um, in the case Tennessee versus Davis, what mm-hmm. what is in this was 1880. Yeah, 1880. Mm-hmm. Um, in short, subjecting federal officers to state criminal sanctions for carrying out their federally appointed duties could make it extremely difficult, if if not impossible, for the federal government to function. Even the most dedicated federal servant would be reluctant to do his job conscientiously if he knew it would mean prison time in the state penitentiary. Yeah. <laughs> See? Mm. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> you know, my my thoughts on that are, you know, of course, to me, I'm, I'm not, you know, surprised. I, I know how this particular system is. And uh-huh. as um, the great um, Dr. Amos Wilson would say, a huge benefit um, to you running a system is that you can bend the rules and make the rules however you want to make them, and mm-hmm. that you can make all of the um, uh, policies and laws uh, of the land to reflect your supremacy. And that's exactly what you have here. And um, the fact that they even use the word, you know, that, that supremacy is part of it. Yeah. Um, but one thing we have to understand, um, especially in the black community, we must, first of all, we're in the police state across the board, you know, across mm-hmm. all racial lines, the police mm-hmm. state. But one thing that the black community really, really needs to understand, because when we go out here with these signs and we go, oh, stop police brutality, the police are merely. Um, what they have always been, what they were created to be. They are slave patrols. They are mm-hmm. the front line, uh, front line soldiers of white supremacy. So mm-hmm. their job um, is to bring in, bring in the slaves. They bring the slaves into the system so that they can become incarcerated and, and then forced to work and so on and so forth. So that is their job and what they're there to do. So even when you have, like, the um, situation you described where you have, he wasn't even there for this man, and um, then the way in which he handled him, you can look at that case and identical to what a slave patrol case would be. So you have the black man running away. I'm sorry. No, I I was just going to add, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because in researching, you know, this, this clause, you know, um, it actually mentioned, you know, slave patrol back in the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah, it really that's did. It yeah, it, it really did, and I'm like, wow. So yeah, you you on top of yeah. it. You, yeah. yeah, that's all it is, and and you have to. Um, and also, you know what it made me think of? It made me think of um, the Dred Scott um, decision, where mm-hmm. um, the justice in that case said. You know, a, a white man, or excuse me, a black man has no, uh, uh, um, a white, a black man has no right that a white man is bound to respect. You know, he has no right that a white that a white man has the duty to respect. So, you know, a lot of times we don't understand that these people, when you're talking about setting precedents, they set the precedents long time ago, and That's they're right. still in line with those same precedents. So you're talking about Dred Scott, which was in the, what, mid to late 1800s. Mm-hmm. You're talking about 2015. 
you're talking about the same thing. You don't have any, a black, black man or woman, you don't have any rights that the white man has to honor. Mm. And, and, and it proves it. And, and, you know, um, remember when I was mentioning about uh, the settlements for Freddie, um, Freddie Gray and uh, who else had the settlement? Um, the guy in South Carolina, um, the settlements mm-hmm. that they were given. In this case, the city of Austin approved a $1.25 million settlement for his children, for his children. Wow. But, um, his wife, she's she's suing the city for 250000 and his parents are also suing the city, you know. And, and I'm saying that because remember, I say I don't know if it's a good thing for them to take the money ahead yeah. of time, you know, yeah. because that's that's set another um, precedent to say, mm-hmm. well, you done got your money, we don't even need to prosecute them no more. Right, you got a couple coins, get on. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. And, and you yeah. know, this kind of seems to be um, the case that that's setting the setting the precedent for the rest of them. Uh, we got somebody else who want to come in here, so let's bring them in and see okay. what they have to add. You know, me and you the scholars, so we're going to see who else is going right. to join us. <laughs> well, wait, let me say one one real quick thing. Mr. Okay, Talk, I want to ask you this. If, uh-huh. if you're talking about a city and somebody sues a city, like in a Freddie Gray case or this case, right, sues the city or the state, mm-hmm. um, how much is $6 million to the, to the city of Baltimore and to the state of Maryland? That's a crumb. When you talk about the fact that in a, in a municipality, especially, you know, a major cities, most of the money being brought in is off the backs of black people with the tickets and all that. My mother works in, in court administration. She she can tell you that for a fact. So they give you a crumb from the money they already taken from your people. But that's, that's it. Right. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you. All right. Uh, 862, uh, welcome to the show. Who do I have here? Eight six two, are you there? Area old. Okay, I guess they um they'll get back with us. <laughs> but yeah, and you know when you look at this this little case right here, and I'm like, man, this is not good. It's not good. But of course, it's flying under the radar as well. You know, you don't hear much about this case right here. But yeah, it 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 made you know it was big news down here where I am. But you know, and, and I'm just, you know, and reading it, and you know, when you, when you see that clause, and you write the first thing that stick out is supremacy. I'm like, oh right. my, you know, then clause yeah. immunity, and you're like, wow, you know, right. and like I say, if y'all want some cases to go and look up, you can read this whole thing. Um, here's one: Commonwealth of Kentucky versus Long, um, 1988, and uh, let's see. The judge said um, the courts have established a two-part requirement adopting in part the Negro language. A state court has no jurisdiction if, one, the federal agent was performing an act which he was authorized to do by the laws of the United States, and, in two, performing that authorized act, the federal agent did no more than was necessary and proper for him to do. And that's Commonwealth versus Long. Yeah. And, and you wow. know, and, and the wording right there alone, you know, so I, I, I'm looking at this like, okay, this guy, he was a detective. So he worked for the Austin Police Department, but all of a sudden now he's a federal agent. 
Right. <laughs> you you, see, you right. see the word game that's going on right there? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, and that's why I say that, you know, a lot of people, um, a lot of people have this belief that, you know, we can, um, this is this is exactly why I feel the way I feel, because a lot of people think that we can overtake the white man, so to speak, within his system. We can sue him. We can do all of these sorts of things. But it's a great representation with this case because, again, they can change the rules whenever they're ready. So now he's working as an, a federal agent or whatever the case may be. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're going to go ahead and allow that to um, be considered. You know, so, yeah. so they don't uphold. He, he changes his – let me give you this one real quick example. When you talk about gay marriage, right, and the mm-hmm. fact that now it's been passed federally, well, what does it say on the money? It says, in God we trust, right? And, uh-huh. and this is a, a very um, Christian thing, kind of uh, Christian-based um, country. So in the Bible, what does it say? Men shall not lie with men as men lies with women, right? It right. says it's supposedly the effeminate uh, um, um, shall not inherit the, inherit the kingdom of heaven, these sorts of things, right? And mm-hmm. and yet and still in this system that's supposed to instruct when God we trust, that's supposed to uphold Christianity to a to a certain degree, they went ahead and, and they allowed um um gay marriage federally. So they break their own stuff all the time. <laughs> you are absolutely <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, they break their own rules. Before I let this other call in, I want to mention um, I was reading the article the other day where there's um, someone suing because passports do not give a third option for gender now. So somebody's oh my goodness yes, somebody's actually suing the government for that. And there was a case. Uh, there's a case mm-hmm. where um, there's a coach, a high school coach in Washington State, um, that. Uh, the high school basically fired him because he used to pray um, on the 50-yard line before each football game. Now they're telling him he can no longer do that. So, yeah, you know. He did what? I missed that on the 50-yard line. Pray. No, for oh, each game, you know, by damn pray. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They told him he could no longer do that. <laughs> you know, Yeah. Uh, you know, so that that's the sign right there where we headed at. But let me bring three one eight into the to the conversation. All right, three one eight, welcome to the show. Who do I have here? Hey, how's it going, Mister Talk? This is John from Louisiana. Hey, John, what's happening with you, man? Uh, not much, man. I'm pretty excited, man. I got a new job, and I'm about ready to move to Washington State. I haven't <laughs> been following the news much, man, but I've been watching uh uh the uh, GOP debate, and I was uh-huh. like, man. You you saw it? Uh, I saw it. Yeah, I saw it. Uh, I saw a rerun of it. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't you say that um, Bush and Rubio that that was not staged and scripted? I was like, man. <sighs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's uh, interesting it, it, because both of them it basically screwed up the state of Florida. I'm just gonna put it out there. Both of them screwed up the state of Florida, and. Uh, you know, that's everyday thing for the Republicans. You know, they got so much infighting going on. You know, they want to blame the the, the moderator. You yeah, know, but it's 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 all uh, scripted. I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, 
they're in accordance with uh, you know the mainstream media, which is Fox News included. They mm-hmm. say mainstream media because uh, they mean liberal media, and Fox News is supposed to be like the only conservative on a national level. I was just looking at this, and I was also looking at the day on uh, Syria. We're sending 50 uh, special forces group to advise the forces down there. I was mm-hmm. kind of wondering which, where we kind of, what role we played in Syria because we want. Well, I wouldn't say we. I mean, the administration wants him out of there, which will cause more destability. And the Russians want to keep him in there. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of like wondering. I mean, whose side we're fighting? Supporting. You know, uh, you know, when when you talk about that situation right there, that is one of the most complex situations we can ever uh, talk about politically. Because here's a hidden agenda in it. Yeah. Oh, that's definitely a hidden agenda, of course. But see, you have Iran, which is an enemy. You have uh, uh, who else over there that we don't we really not dealing we not usually dealing with. That's fighting the same people we're supposed to be fighting. Okay? Yeah. Now, then you have Russia, Putin, who comes in, who's um, uh, fighting with Assad. <laughs> See what I'm saying? But we're supposed to be friends with Russia in some sort of kind of way. So it, it's a very complicated, really dumb thing that's going on right now. Um, America want Assad out. They They want him out. Okay, uh, you know, like like normally we put them in when they don't do what we want them to do, they got to go. Okay, yeah. but I, I watch. In fact, I watched a documentary uh, on PBS earlier this week um, about the situation in Syria, and the people basically said, "Why are we trying? Why why is America trying to get rid of him? You know, everything is cool. If they were and and the citizens said it, if." Assad was to leave right now, that would just destabilize everything, everything. You know, and, and even the citizens of Syria saying, look, America can stop all this stuff whenever they want to. You know, they started, they can stop it. I mean, that's what the citizens of uh, Syria are saying. So, you know, I, I don't know. I, I would say, you know, most people wear oil, but I don't know if he's got anything to do with oil. I, you know, I... <sighs> I don't think that it has to do with oil. I mean, no. I mean, I'm looking at different perspectives because, like, uh, uh, I don't know what you think about Trump, but he's a big time puppet. Now, take a look yeah. at this. Now, he says he says unbelievable things, and people buy into it. At least it seems to. Like he's going to take all the 200,000 Syrians that Obama's planning to bring it here. He's planning about making Mexico pay him to uh, build a wall on their own dime. But you gotta ask how he's gonna do that. So he's just pounding in, and the GOPs are falling in with this. Like, oh, it's the mainstream media; they're attacking this on their little side, and they're their enemy. So they're trying to appease to the a large percent of the masses that hey, we're going against the establishment, kind of like Obama did, but he just did it in a different way when he first he got in there. But you gotta take into account. That Trump, and I could just about guarantee you this, when he was pulling that birth certificate issue, people uh-huh. were giving him orders to act. and sort. They gave him a script to play out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. as soon as he presented his long form, the very next day, 
when uh, they had the state uh, union when uh, Obama was criticizing him, the very next day that he presented it, we killed Ben, ben Laden, supposedly. Hmm. And he looked like a hero at the same time and a victim. I think this was just a maneuver, just like he pulled the troops out of Iraq to get reelected. And there's this ongoing agenda. And within the next year, we're going to see major changes. I mean, I don't know what it is. I hope it's not too drastic, but it's all being played out right now. And the media and these puppets are deceiving the masses. That's how I see it. Yeah. Well, you have to understand also, anytime we go into any place, we're not leaving. Okay? We are not leaving, regardless. You know, so when you hear them say, we're pulling out of Iraq, don't believe it. We're pulling out of Afghanistan, don't believe it. Now we, we've put boots on ground in Syria. And believe you me, we're not going to leave there either. <laughs> Once we put our feet on the ground in the place, we do not leave. And you're right. It's really going to be interesting because the other interesting dynamic right now is the Republican Party has a big split down the middle. They don't know whether they're going right or left or what have you. Because on one side you got uh, um, the Tea Party, then you got a little fraction of the Tea Party that have their little fraction that's going on. That's why Boehner had to get out of office. Instead yeah. of them taking the gavel from him, he said, look, I'm just going to resign. But as I said earlier in the show, before he did it, he said, I got one last trick to do. And he he had them put this budget together so, you know, the, the government won't stop. And they don't have to deal with it again until the next president comes into office. So, you know, and that's and Paul Ryan, believe it or not, he wasn't happy with that. Because the day he came out, when they were just nominating, non- nominating him after he threatened them, basically yeah. said, "This is a new day. We will no longer do business like this." So that's gonna that's telling you, you know, yeah, we in for um, some very um, <laughs> long months, I guess you could say. Yeah, say Paul, <laughs> Paul Ryan does not want to be in that hot uh, seat. I mean, he knows what's up, and he knows people are gonna hate him a year from now. And he knows he has to comply, just like Boehner did, had to comply to issues he knows the conservatives aren't, I mean, just the regular masses ain't good. Like Boehner with uh, TPP, mm-hmm. man, I mean, they were all over him. And if he knows that Fox News hardly even reported that. And uh, <laughs> he's like, man, I'm about to get in here, and people are going to hate me even worse than uh, John Boehner. And they said, hey, you're going to have to pay me. you got to give me special privileges if, if I'm going to sit down there. Because no, it's obvious no other Republican wants to sit in that seat. No, no. And the one, <laughs> the interesting, the one guy that wanted to sit in, he opened his mouth and <laughs> he just screwed it up for the Ben Gazi, um, tr- um hearings for you know for the Republican parties again. Oh um, man, that's a stage front. Ben Gazi. Oh yeah, man, that's just, what, uh, just, but, but see, you know what, John? Here's the thing with this whole thing: it's all stage. Because at the end of the day, they all go under the, the, the um, Congress and they to the little bar that nobody knows about. They sit there laughing, giggling, and do whatever they're going to do. And then they come back the next day and, and, and you know, continue on with the little front that they're throwing on. Um, you know, uh, you basically, I say get rid of all of them. You know, yeah. especially if you don't like McCain and them jokers have been up 30 and 40, 50 years. You know, why do we expect anything different to happen when you, the same people is just sitting up there chairing the same committees, doing the same thing over and over and over again? You know? 
Yeah, I mean, it's a mess. I mean, anybody that's on the outside looking in really can't tell. You can only speculate. Yeah. But it's a mess. Hey, Mr. Talk, your Blog Talk radio uh, audio is off. It's off? Well, yeah. hey, you know, like like I was saying, I got a little thunderstorm going on also, so that may play a little bit to it. I don't know. You know, it's Blog Talk. <laughs> Well, I just wanted to shout out. Hey, when I get up to Washington in about six months, I'll probably call back. Uh, okay. I got stuff I got to do around here at my home, so uh, I'll just, I'm going to catch up with you later. Thank you, John. All right, thank you. Okay. All right. John from Louisiana. I tell you, every time John calls, he has something, something interesting to ask. That's for sure. All right, Triple One, welcome to the show. Who do I have here? Hello. Hey, Maze. How you doing? I'm just fine. We yeah, glad John got him a job on the diseconomy under this president we have now. <laughs> All right, mate. Hope you, just to, on. you just had to slip that in there, didn't you? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what else going on, Maze? Well, can he stop? Look, look, before, before you get started, since you're going to... Since you're going to slip, slip that in, let me slip this in. You know, next okay. week, uh, the president is sitting down with every recognized tribe of um, the Native Americans um, next week to discuss money. So why can't he sit down with all the, uh, uh, <laughs> I say, recognized black people <laughs> to have talked to us about some money? Since, I mean, because you just he uh, signed that, uh, the last time he signed the bill, he gave some money to the Native Americans and the black uh-huh. people, too. I forgot how many billions it was. What black people he gives some money to? What black people he gives some money to? Yeah, black farmers. He gave it to the I, black farmers. No, he, he oh, gave. Yes, he they did because the reason why they what was, did he give to the black farmers? He uh, what was a four point something million or something like that a billion or whatever it was last month. We, we. Look it up. Okay, I, trust me, I've been looking and I ain't seen yeah, nothing about giving no money okay. to black farmers. I told you about it the last time you were on. <laughs> okay, remember? I'm having to look that up. No, I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> he gave it to Native Americans and the black farmers. No, he gave it to Native Americans. I know that. And the black people. Ain't no money to black people. <laughs> I'm not indoctrinated to believe what I know, not what I hear. I'm just okay. telling you what I know. I said, look it up. That's what you got to do. I'm going to look it up. Let me run look it up. I know there was an issue with black because actually there's not many black farmers out there anymore because of things like um um whether 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 you know who we talking about Monsanto you know uh, and, and, huh yeah uh uh-huh. yeah and they also black farm I mean black Native Americans are black too aren't they I mean some people are Native Americans and both. If they got the paper well, mm. that, that's a very small amount. Well, not very small. If I, I'm small, speaking of what I know, not what I know. Black people are not receiving any reparations, so that's the point. So I'm saying when 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 I'm wondering when he's gonna have a con- he don't even need to have no conversation. You know, it's just like that flag. He didn't fix it to where we needed reparations, and he's not gonna fix it to where you get something from it. That's the way I see it. Oh, okay. Hold anything on. wrong with that? <laughs> anything wrong with what? I just see it. <laughs> I guess not, Maze. Okay. I guess not. <laughs> well, I need to know. <laughs> Are you talking about this black farmers to receive payouts in $1.2 billion from federal lawsuit? Mm-hmm. Let's see. 
Black Native farmers in the South will begin receiving payments this week as a result of a $1.2 billion settlement in their discrimination calls against federal agriculture officials. About 18,000 farmers in total are expected to receive checks over the next few days, according to the reports from the Clarion Ledger in Jackson, Mississippi. This is the second round of funding for black farmers. Thousands received payments in 1999 as part of a settlement in a class action suit over allegations of widespread discrimination by federal officials who denied loans and other assistance to black farmers because of their race. All right, Maze, you on it? You on it? I'm just saying I don't argue with what I, I don't have to argue. Wait a minute, though, but it says about but it says about but it says about eighteen thousand farmers in total are expected, but over forty thousand black farmers filed claims. <laughs> On eighteen thousand getting the money, what happened? They feel black people. <laughs> okay. I mean I agree I I'm with you, mate. I understand. You agree with me or not? Okay, that's all I gotta say. <laughs> I'm not indoctrinated to to dislike something or say something but, that I know is not true. Okay, black farmers receive settlement payments of sixty two thousand five hundred dollars, including fifty thousand dollars for the claim and twelve thousand five hundred for taxes. Over the one of the one point two billion, about ninety one million was approved for attorney fees. Really? Wow. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, I see why only eighteen thousand got him. The ninety-one million going to attorneys. Good lord! In this lawsuit, that's what happened. <laughs> but they did get the money, though, Major. You were right. But that's what they I'm did. saying. Some of them got the money. Yeah, yeah. And the Native Americans did too. Now, what did he get? What did Amer- Native American get out of the thing he signed? Oh, they got a whole lot of stuff. I have mm-hmm. to go back and look it up. Yeah, they got a whole lot though. They got recognition. And if you happen to be black, if you happen to be black and Native American, do it speak to you? How many people is that uh, made? What you say? That's provable. That's provable. How many black people are that? That's provable. That's Native American. If you won, you should know what it. If you won, you follow stuff like that. If you not, you don't know. You be indoctrinated and listen to what people got to tell you. All I got to say. Okay, okay, wait a minute. Look, here's another interesting fact. It says many farmers who filed claims have since died. Of the 18,000 claims approved, about four to 5,000 were estate claims. The National Black yeah. Farmers Association is working with some families whose deceased parents had filed claims. But, okay. This is not a great trade-off by any means, but I think the funds will make a difference. Okay. Mm-hmm. But if you know what the Freeman's Bureau is, have you ever heard of that? I've heard of them, Mays, yes. Okay. So if you're a part of that, would that make you related to Native Americans or something like uh, having to do with that? Well, I mean, if you don't know your history and you get indoctrinated, you can't be into things like this. And if you're not interested, <laughs> just like I said, with rap- reparations, the president was not the cause of reparations, and the president is not the one that should be giving out reparations or even said anything, too, about rap- reparations, in my opinion. He yeah. didn't have one. It's like I said with the flag, Mr. Talk. What's he didn't that? have anything to do with that flag. We didn't have nothing to do. We didn't take that flag down. We didn't put it up there. We didn't take it down. They took it down. Mm. But, but see, they look, were the look, one that caused the anger and everything 
uh, with the flag what caused the flag to be uh, something people didn't like. Right. So where was but the flag at that See, here's the thing that was that's interesting about this: the, the farmers getting their money, and yeah. the Native Americans getting theirs. The farmers, okay, they get sixty-two thousand five hundred, right? Mm-hmm. Eighteen, eighteen thousand of them. But ninety-one million of that goes to attorney fees, right? Now, when the Native Americans got their money, none of it went to attorney fees because it all came out of the fund that was already set aside by Congress. Mm-hmm. And that, wow. and that, but no, no, I'm sorry, not Congress, by the Treasury Department that didn't have to be approved by Congress. So, mm-hmm. do you see the, the discrepancy there? I'm saying, but they're black people. And if you own both of, if you both of them, you're gonna get something out of both of them. Is what I'm saying. Okay. All right, I got you, May. Some black people don't even know they're gonna get something. <laughs> they have black farmers, and their parents are dead, but they black. And if they, they file the, the, the papers, they will be getting paid just because out of them, them, them the ones you num- the number you gave. Some uh-huh. of them were late, didn't care, and didn't think it was gonna happen. The reason why some so, of them were left so out. What a, so what about the forty-eight million black people in this country? whose ancestors were forced uh, slaves who were who were in chattel slavery, who were literally owned, who were property of white people, who many of which literally worked to death, where their muscles separated from the bone, where they were systematically uh, raped and sexually abused. The children were in sex farms, sexually molested and abused, where they would take a black woman's baby. She just had her baby, and they'll take her baby from her, she did, she might have turned away for a minute. They'll take a baby, and what they do with it, they they use it as alligator bait. And this woman just had a baby. They they'll call the black uh, babies pups, where they bred us to try to make a stronger slave. Okay, what about the the buck breaking and things that they did publicly? What about all of the abuse and torture and brutality that our ancestors have gone through? And the 48 million black people today are still getting nothing. What about that? Who said that? But who said the president had to be the one to do it? That's what I said. I didn't say that they shouldn't do it. I said the president should be the one to give it to you. Why did he have to do it? Hey, people, they got to, it's federally mandated. How many presidents have you went through? You mean to tell me he can't do that for black folks? For that ain't what I, I ain't looking for him to do nothing oh. for me. <laughs> All right. I don't want him to do nothing for me Because he did not cause the problems That the black people have He did not cause it but Just like I said about the flag I grew up with the rebel flag But can we think differently And you say he's not responsible No he's not Why is he responsible to pass gay marriage For these homosexuals because it came along during the time he was, because it came along in the forefront when he was president. People, gayness, it came along during the time he was president and when he was born. Mm. All right. The things that they wanted, the, the, the things that they wanted at the time. Come on. you say? So that's what I'm saying. He's not the person to give it to you. Reparations been on the table forever, ma'am, and there's so many um, um, black lawyers and things who are working on cases for reparations. And you had Johnny Cochran who was putting the, who put together a case to even take to the United Nations. So what do you mean? This is he's going to be gone years. in a year. He has a, about reparations. He'll be people gone in a year. Him. In my opinion, uh, he'll be gone in a year. And then the same people that did it to cause you to need reparations it, is the one that needs to be the one fighting to give it to you, not the president that we have now. 
Wow, Mays, really? Okay, all, all right. right. You what I say? Now you look at that Congress when they was voting for Paul Ryan. If you looked around that room, and if you looked around that room when they were taking those votes, who did you see? It does not matter. The same one that's going to make the laws, is going to break the laws and make the laws so you can get what you want. And it's not the president that we have. He have an ability to have a say-so in reparations for black people. Get you don't need no say-so. And he's supposed to be the first. When he was a congressman, he said he had a say-so, but not as a president. Okay. Okay, ladies. Okay. Okay, ladies. Okay, ladies. <laughs> Let me oh, get some more callers in. Because y'all can say. All right. All right. Because y'all don't. You know, I'm kind of with Renee on that, but I'm going to bring that okay, callers in. All right, it's all right, man. I understand what you're saying, I though. I do understand what you're saying. but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not indoctrinated. Yeah, I'm not either. And Renee, not okay. either. But anyway, um, let me go on and bring these callers in. Um, 843, welcome to the show. Mr. Michigan, welcome to the show. JC, what's going on? But well, we're going to start with 843. 843, who do I have here? Good afternoon. How are you doing? Good afternoon. How are you? May I have your name, sir? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. You usually call me South Carolina. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this, Carolina. This is my first time on your show. Okay. Well, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've 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 dealt with Mays before, and 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 uh, we 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 don't just we don't agree on on a whole lot, but well, that's okay. <laughs> we don't have to agree. I say I'm not indoctrinated. Okay, we're, I mean, we Mays, okay, Mays, we hear you, we okay. hear you, all right? All right, so Mr. South Carolina, what you got for me today, sir? Well, I'm just kind of kind of sitting back and listening and and, and uh, <clears throat> just reading what's in the room, but uh but there 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 is there is a a you know, a, a misconception of, of of what really happened, you know, during slavery and what's really going on in the black community. Um and and I'm in the process of doing uh, some research for for a book that will address all those issues and hopefully shed you know some light on it. I'm not going to go into detail about what, what it is, kind but, of but, uh, but 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 uh, there, I'm sorry. What kind of misconception? Can you give an example? Yeah, I can give you. I can give an example. The misconception that um, that it is the fault of of white folks that we are in a situation that we're in today. When, when actually that 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 fault lies squarely at our own feet, when we do not, you know, uh, take res- take responsibility for, the, for, our, for our own actions and what's in our community, that, then then that creates somewhat of a, a problem, and and we have a tendency, especially our the leadership has a tendency to to place that blame someplace where it doesn't belong in order to to hide their own ineptness uh, and then their own effectiveness because. You know, they talk about the white folks, but yet they go and sit at the white man's table, not at the table, but on the floor up under the table, hoping that the white man will give him, give them some crumbs from that table. Oh, so no. Hoping, can I, hoping can I something, something that, hoping something that will fall off the table for uh, Hold on. Hold on. Let him finish. Let him finish. Now, 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 now and, and let, let, me, let, me, let me quantify that by, by saying this. <laughs> the, 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 the great society was one of the biggest jokes ever played on the African-American because, number one, it, 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 it totally emasculated the African-American community. It took the black man out of the household under the guise of if you want to get welfare, to hold on, if you want to get welfare to feed your children, then you're going to have to get this man out of your house. I have had, fear, have people 
Now, now women talk about, you know, when they they had the man in the house and they, they found shoes or a tie or even even clothes that belonged to a man, they would lose their benefits. Okay, and they basically they basically put they basically put the black woman in a situation they love their kids put the black woman in a situation where she instead of being dependent on a black man she had to be dependent on the black on, on the government system and the, and the other part to that is the black church was complicit in that as they said okay we're gonna we're gonna let the white man or the the, the government take care of our black communities our widows and our orphans and. That will leave us able to do some things that we want to do, like build our new churches, build our large sanctuaries, get a pastor, a new car, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's the, the whole process, the whole thing I'm talking about is threefold. It's not just one-sided. Can I respond? No, 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 no. Hold on. Hey, wait, wait, wait. All right, let Renee respond because you know. The, no, you no, know. no, 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 Miss Talk. Come on, Lady first. Miss Michigan. Renee, I can't. Michigan. Michigan. I'm going to ball. I'm Miss going to birth. Then okay. Renee in Michigan. Uh, uh then Nate. Okay. Yeah. What? You left okay. me out. I ain't leave you out, JC, because I know you're gonna talk the longest. That's why you got the last one. All right, go ahead, Renee. <laughs> oh. All right, I'm gonna try to just get straight to it. Um, this whole notion. Um, that, you know, black people, we have so much responsibility for the condition we're in. I think a lot of things are missed um, when people say that. And and it actually shows just how much white supremacy has worked on our people and just how many black white supremacists we have, because it is the white man who creates a whole society, a whole system predicated on the oppression of black people, and then turns around and tells black people, it's your fault and you better not say nothing to blame me. And there's so many black people who fall right in line with that. But if we go back and we talk about the impact that slavery has had on us, one of the, the things that we miss is that with chattel slavery, chattel slavery is the worst possible slavery that anyone can be under, right? So slavery is to force one to work. The chattel part means that you are in you are complete possession, right? So you become property. Our people were literally property. We were dehumanized, right, because we were owned like you can own a house, a car, or like you can have livestock, a goat, or a, a cow, or whatever. And this is what we were, we were um, classified in. Now, what happens is you took a people and you stripped them of every every fiber of cultural identity, okay, of customs, traditions, values, beliefs, spirituality, and language, right? You strip them of all of that, right? And you you split them apart. They they're in a completely different uh, 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 land or uh, where they're at, right? They are confused. They are they are, they are brutalized. They are hurt, right? You take them, now you force them to work. You force them to do all of these things. You treat them however you want to treat them. You do to them whatever you want to do to, do to them. And you do this subsequently for for 400 years, and then you turn around and say, oh, you're supposed to be equal, and you bet not say anything about it. Do you not think, do you not think that there is a strong impact when you have an original people who are then be- and they have their children, okay, they have their children, and then they teach their children this, and then it goes generationally, right? So this is what has happened. There is no way possible on this earth that you can diminish the impact of something like that. Of all of the hundreds of years, of all of the hundreds of years that this has gone on, it has got us to the point that we are at today. We need to stop with the game. 
This is why we need to blame the white man. I am 100% for blaming the white man. Not to say that black people don't have some of the onus of, of, of our condition, right? But if I had to give it a number, I would say 70-30. 70, 70 or, or even 80-20, that the white man is responsible for the condition that we're in. You don't see any other race of people who have been through what we've been through, but yet everybody else can tell us what we're supposed to be. Everybody else can tell us, oh, well, you should be doing this for your community. Well, tell me, were you enslaved for hundreds of years and owned this property? And if you weren't, then you don't have anything that you can say about what black people should be doing, how black people should be feeling to this day. Do you know that this whole system, and I'm going to wrap it up, this whole capitalist system, right, is predicated on black people being a permanent underclass, right? So when you take people and you subjugate them and indoctrinate them, right, for all of this time, then you tell them, quote, unquote, you're free, but your racist policies and laws continue to be in place and continue to be passed each and every day, right? Then they try to get into the system and integrate into the system, right, which has also hurt us. But see, also, we couldn't separate because when we separated and we were doing well, what happened? They bombed Black Wall Street. What they do to Rosewood? What they do in Delaware? What they do? They took it down when we try to do something. So how in the hell can you turn around and tell me, quote, unquote, 150 years out of the end of chattel slavery that we are supposed to be so much better? And at that, we are under mass incarceration. We have never been made whole. We have never received reparations. You look at the Jews, you look at the American Indians, and you look at the Japanese. They have all received reparations for what they've been through, and it's been nothing like black people have. I'm done. All right. Thank you. All right, Michigan. Well, Hey, let me let me uh I'm a, I told uh Renee she need to relax. I'm on what 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 city here, Renee? I'm gonna come give you a shoulder rub, uh so no, you can relax a little bit. That's my job. That's that's my job. job. That's it. Let's have a discussion about Go on and talk about what you gonna talk about. Get away let me even have <laughs> Let me let me let me say this. Uh, right. I know South Carolina very well. Yeah, I'm on a be on the talk show with him. Um just a couple of quick points. One, uh, Renee, you don't know who South Carolina is, but let me let me let me tell you who he is. You don't have this one. Uh, huh? They'll know in a minute. They what now? They will know just from listening okay. to him who he is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it was a Nat Turner, and Nat Turner, whenever he would do a slave revolt, the first thing he would do is he would he already knew which black person that was going to tell. When they came into town, the first thing they do, they kill it. They kill them first. They kill the snitches first. And before they even did the slave revolt, they get rid of them first. South Carolina is one of those guys that you really would have to get rid of first before you you plant anything out. Now that's all I want to say today. Uh, <laughs> oh, is it now, on my May, turn now? No, no. The main point, uh, Renee, is she brought up a good point. What you expect a president to do is considering the the uh, history of this country and him being a black man that is in fact a a part of this uh knowing the history and the elephant in the room about race and and what black folk have been through in this country, you absolutely would expect when in fact you have a black president and you fought for this from the civil rights you in fact would expect a black man to acknowledge slavery uh, to, and then to also talk about those issues 
uh, in that context and also uh, laid the groundwork for some discussion about reparations. That's absolutely a fact. Renee is absolutely right. Of course, the president is not going to sign a check. Uh, so we wouldn't expect him to sign a check for reparations. But just like he champions uh, all type of interest groups in America, gays and, and the thing, I mean, he, I mean, you know, and to then say when he gets up, he's a black man that, that you know, cut his balls off and not speak about particular black issues and particularly uh, slavery, I mean, that's just a slap in the face. Okay, the third thing. Yeah, wait a minute. I, I mean, y'all been talking for the last hour, mate. Just hold it. Hold your thoughts. Now, to South Carolina, anybody can write a book. I hope he's not writing a book. Uh, but there's probably a hundred different books on slavery, the economic side, the social side, the cultural side. I mean, the case has been made that uh, certainly there's a case for reparations. So I don't know what type of book he's writing. But if you notice what he did was he, he, he jumped over slavery and jumped down to the great society as an attempt to tie both slavery and what black have, blacks have been through and the great society with an end result of making blacks responsible for their condition. Now, if that ain't a house uh, 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 Negro uh, in full bloom, uh, I, I, you know, I don't know what is. So, you know, I'll stop there. But it, get, if you just li- don't, don't get worked up, uh, Renee, over South Carolina. Just let him talk, and you'll quickly see, you know, what type of black man he is. So I'll stop there. Don't get worked up over him. It's my turn. Okay, go ahead, mate. He said he don't agree with nothing that I – he don't agree with me. The reason why he don't agree with me is I told him he's still a slave, and he don't even know it. When you have a slave, he don't have no freedom except to take care of the white man. First thing he's going to say, there is no black man in the house. That's a Republican talking point. Right, he can leave right. that where he got it from because there's more white people on welfare than black people. He forget that when he gets to spouting out his his slave terms of of him being right. still a slave. But so he don't know he's free yet. Once he's free, he'll understand. So I don't have to get along with him, and he don't have to uh, uh, agree with what I have to say because I don't care. I'm free, and I know I'm free. Do you get it? I don't need him. I don't need him to amen anything I got to do. You do, South Carolina, because you be with him every day. Over there chewing up the gun that they got to spit out with them saying with the same rhetoric that you just did today. So that's why I it's funny. And when you realize that you're not a slave, we'll know the difference. Right. Can I offer a rebuttal now? Uh <laughs> uh we got one more. Then you can offer a rebuttal. Go ahead, J C. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Watch your post. I hope everybody's doing good on this Friday, and I, that was a good cat fight. And I just want to say this: I'm not indoctrinated to talk, uh, to think a certain way, and I'm not indoctrinated to think the opposite of anything either. So, my point to that gentleman that's on that line right now is: see, he started just like I agree with Michigan this time. We never do, but I agree with what Michigan just said. How he switched things up. And first of all, he started placing the blame on black people, which is ridiculous because, first of all, those white people should not have came over to Africa. If they had stayed their lazy behinds where they needed to be and do their own work, then we wouldn't be over here in this situation, in this mess. So they are the ones who threw the stone. 
not us, okay? Now, they are getting bred out slowly but surely, and they will disappear. That's going to be their punishment because it took us uh, so many years that our forefathers and foremothers was in slavery. Guess what? He's coming back to haunt them, and it's going to get them slowly but surely, and they're the ones who are probably going to end up going into some kind of slavery. Right now, they're in a mental slavery because they're scared that they are going to be bred out. Okay, the other thing. Those the white people, of course, black people are gonna go through things because the black white people, they were the ones who started off with welfare. When the soldiers got back during the war, the white soldiers were the only ones allowed the um, college fund and the money for the homes. Okay, and then it took some years for them to turn all that stuff around and give that to the black soldiers. Okay, so when you give somebody a head start. Of course they're going to be ahead of us. But it's slowly but surely we're creeping up, but we may have our issues, but that's just how it is. And that's an insult basically to injury to say that it's, it's black people's fault and it's the um, black women's fault. And when you made that stupid, oh, I'm sorry, when you made that comment about black people being under the table, catching some crumbs from white people, you must have looked at that movie called Goodbye Uncle Tom's Cabin because that was the only time I ever saw any black people under the table. So I'm pretty sure you're looking at that kind of movie and you enjoy it with the popcorn. The last thing I'm going to say right here is um, that you probably need to change those caps off because they're shining very bright right now. I'm done. I'm done. Oh, Mr. Cook, can I ask him a question now? Um, does he want to respond? Hello? All right. Yes. Go ahead, South Carolina. Well, what, what I'm trying what I'm trying to understand is this, and 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 I get called an Uncle Tom. I get called as Uncle Tom because I have the views that I have, yet I am not the one that's trying to get a certain segment of society to give me something. I'm not the one that's trying to, 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 to blame someone else. My, my, I, am the, I am the person that can most effectively change the course of my life. I'm not going to nobody and asking them to give me a damn thing. I'm not going to nobody and say, implement this program for my sport for me so we can we can achieve. You know? What what's happening is the blame is being put on somebody like me when all I'm trying to do is tell you, hey, you free, you off the damn plantation, why don't you do something about it and quit blaming the white man? When you blame the white man, when you feed into an ideology, when you feed into something, this is like a like a wife or a husband blaming their husband or their wife for their situation. When they can, they can truly change that situation if they try to. Nobody is responsible for your own, for your success or your failure, but you. Yes, we had Black Wall Street, but see what what, what happened was what, what they look at is, for a hundred years, for a hundred years we had great success. We we had our own schools, we had our own businesses. Yes, Black Wall Street got destroyed, but damn, we 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 even bounced back from that. We bounced back from Rosewood. But the only thing that we could not bounce back from is the government intervention into our lives. When government started intervening into our lives and started helping us out, 
we've tended to lose all sense of what we are, who we are, and what we can do. Instead of growing and, and achieving more, we had to depend on the white man to give us something. We've taken our families and we've reverted from having a 75% two-parent family to having a 37% two-parent family. Hmm. Instead, of, instead of promoting those things that's going to make us grow, we've, we've pissed them out of the window. We've embraced, we have embraced policies, embraced those things that have destroyed us. We've embraced the ideology that abortion is okay. We've embraced the ideology that LBGP, lesbian and gay lifestyle is okay. When all those things have destroyed the black family. Now, if I'm wrong, if you want to call me an Uncle Tom for pointing that out, so be it. I'll be an Uncle Tom for the rest of my life. But you tell me at what? No, do you tell me at what point have I said something that is incorrect? Everything you just said. Maybe, the, maybe, the, maybe the, everything that I just said. So yeah. you tell me. You tell okay, let me tell you something. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let me let me tell you something. For, for, no, no. Since, since Roe v. Wade, since Roe v. Wade, okay, 13 million black children. That's 13 million black children have been aborted in this country. You sound like the Republican. Okay. I told you this is not no, 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 no. It's not Republican. It's, it's, that, is, that is fact. That's that's not, that, that is fact, though, Maeve. Maeve that is fact. It is not fact. From the center of, no, hold on. From the, descent, from the center of disease control. You can check it out yourself. Since Roe v. Wade, its inception in 1973. Now, you, talking about if you want to find out, go to the U.S. Census Bureau. Check out the check out the rate. Check out the rate of of what single parent. A single parent household in this country, especially among them, do the dem, do the demographics, and you will so find what? you will find that that is that is a big marker in our community. If you say okay, so. now you you, look, you check out check out the with the single family households, check out all the dynamics that go along with that, the high incarceration rate, Can I okay, you what? and so on and so forth. But but but, 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 here, but here's the thing. Here's here's, you here's the biggest thing. Here's the biggest thing. I, when you when you make when you make somebody when you make somebody when no, when you when you when you provide somebody with problem. food and income, that person is beholden to you. They are at your mercy. They don't they don't they don't have no other way to get any money, or no way to get any kind of sustenance, but from you. So therefore, you're going to be the one they come to, and that's the one that controls you. Okay, so let's about to control me. Um, they control you, your speech okay. because you're repeating what they have to say. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. After Renee, um, then I'm, I got to bring um, Sarge and Miss Lady in. So go ahead, Renee. Lord. Okay. Well, one, you know, one of the things is, um, and Doctor, I mean, this man, I love him so much. I wish I would have met him, um, you know, while he was living. But Doctor Amos Wilson. The brilliant Dr. Amos Wilson teaches us, and he, he was, you know, a psychologist and, and all of that. And But he teaches us that the European mindset is to have you look to the family to blame so that you do not look to the society and power structure to blame. Right, okay? right. As if the family is not affected by society, okay, it's, as if it's not um, affected by the infrastructure that's going on, right? Because we talk about um, the economic things, right? We, the parents have to go out and work or be able to provide for the child, um, the discrimination, the racism, um, all of these sorts of things 
do go on to then impact the family, right, the school system, all of that. So, so you know, this whole notion, see, that's another way for, for white supremacy to get us uh, right, off right, target. Right, right. You know, it's another way for them to, to put the blame and the onus back on us, right? Because then, then they say, well, look at your family, right? you got an 80% right, right. Uh, uh, right. unwed black mother rate, right? So this is the reason that you have the mass incarceration, it's, and this is the reason why you have this. When the reason we have that is because the power structure created it to be that way. That's the reason that we have mass incarceration of black men. We don't have mass incarceration of black men because, quote-unquote, the black father is not in the home. This is because the system was set up this way so that things will be as they are. Now, when we talk about the family, okay, and we're talking about the black family, the black family has truly never been leaving to beaver in this in this society at all. See, that's a lie that they tell. And so then they reflect back and they make people think, oh, we have these, you know, perfect little families. Well, the problem with that is white supremacy has always thought to divide the black man and the black woman. That's just what it is, right? Because they don't want us to keep producing black children and have strong black families and things. And by nature, we are a communal people, meaning that we have the grandparents and, and the aunts and uncles and the cousins, and this is the way that we live and that we grow in our original culture, right? So they, when they took us here and they split us up and they did all that they wanted to do, they already broke down the black family. And then you have where black men could not find work. This is this is the problem. When people talk about welfare and they talk about the 60s and 70s, the problem you're forgetting, and for my father's generation, okay, is that black men in that time, my daddy was born in 1953, the, the black men in that time as he was growing up, and he told me this, all my uncles have all done it as well, which is that they all went in the military because they said there were very few jobs there were very few opportunities for black men in the 60s and 70s. There were not. So what you ended up having then, right, is women, and then the, the men know, I can't really provide for my family as well as the government could, right, because it's tough for me to even get a job. And, and to get a job they can pay to put a roof over their head, food on the table, uh, 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 babysitting, and all of these sorts of things, right? So you had a lot of black men voluntarily leaving the home, right, because you couldn't have the man there because he knew that his woman and his children could be better taken care of by the government. Okay, this is all systematic. This is all created. This stuff, let me tell you all this. All of this that you see is not by, this is not by coincidence, okay? It's not by circumstance, okay? It's by design. That's where people get offline with this. The, the system is predicated on oppression. Let me say this too. Abortion, right? We can talk about abortion as much as we want, and I am against abortion 100%. But see, we also need to look at the fact that who created this whole thing, right? Margaret Sanger create, was a creator of, of the eugenics program and, the, um, and Planned Parenthood, right? She was, back by, she was completely bankrolled by the Rockefellers, right? So what ended up happening? She said black people, excuse me, colored people are like weeds that need to be exterminated, right? So this was all a plan to both uh, kill black babies and sterilize black women, right? So what you have still to this day in 2015 is that 80% of Planned Parenthoods are located in pre uh, predominantly black uh, um, poor communities. Okay, that's not by a uh, circumstance, that's by 
designed, right? So you have black women then who are being told, well, you know, if you don't have a father for your baby, they're going to end up in prison and, and this, that, and the other is going to happen. So you have black young girls who are deciding to use abortion as a means of birth control, right? And what happens? The, the Planned Parenthood is right there in the community. She ain't got to go searching for it. She ain't got to go looking for it. She ain't got to go out of her way like the white girl do. It's right there in her community, right? They make it very accessible to you. So, again, this is a plan. This is by design. And then let me say this, too. When we talk about uh, you're, you're saying all of this stuff, oh, well, you know, I'm not asking anybody to give me anything. Are you kidding me? So it's okay for the Native Americans to get something. It's okay for the Japanese who were in internment camps uh, here, right, to get something, right? It's okay for the Jews to get something, right? And our people have been enslaved for hundreds of years, and we can't get nothing. And if we do, we're sitting here. Here's a problem with that. Are you kidding me? Let me finish this. No, let me finish this. Do you understand that as as of today's money, what our ancestors did is work trillions of dollars. Do you know that the whole entire American economic system was based off of slavery? Do you understand that the very first stock on the New York Stock Exchange was black people? Do you get that? So don't sit here and tell me about no hand. What the hell difference do you make? We deserve it. We deserve it. No, no, you, you, no, no, you, no, no, you've been talking a long time. You've been talking a long time. Okay, let me say this one last thing because I want you to hear this. I want you to hear this because a lot of your points sound like conservative talking points, right? So when you talk about a handout, you better talk about them rich white folks. Because they get more handouts than anybody. they the right. first one looking for welfare. they the first one looking for the government to bail them out and give them something. And they get way more than a black person could ever get on a damn $200 welfare check or $200 school stamps. So don't talk to me about that. And right. I have one question before, Mr. Right. Talk, before you bring everybody else on. Can I say it? What, babe? Could anybody tell me what a racist black person can do to stop anybody from doing anything? And who caused the, the country to be the way it is? Or even in other countries, they're the same way because they can't do what they want to on their own land because of who? Not us. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you, mate. <laughs> See, here's, right. here's, 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 here's the thing, you know, and, and, and this is this is, this is is the, the little twisted way things get misconstrued. The Japanese, during World War II, that were interned in internment camps, they got paid because they were U.S. citizens interred illegally. The Jewish people that got reparations for uh, for World War II, they were paid reparations by the German by, her, her, by the listen, no 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 let me finish by the German government for crimes committed against them during during World War II. See, you you, you can't put it out there, put that information out there without calling. Okay. They get money from America. You can't do that. The, 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 the U.S. government the U.S. government had nothing to do with right. the uh, Jews getting anything. Not not a single penny. Uh, okay. The Jap- Japanese, Japanese, the black blacks, blacks, blacks were not. They were not U.S. citizens, and you got to look at it from a point of view of law. Blacks were not U.S. citizens. What do you mean to tell me? There was not because a sing- there was not a single there was not a single there was there was not a single. And we built no, the American was, No, no, no. You're not, you're not listening to what I'm saying. Okay. You're not listening right. to what I'm saying. Not a, not a single slave was a wow. U.S. citizen. Hold on, wow. hold on. Do you hear hold what on. I'm saying? Hold on, hold on. Okay, now, whoo, Lord. Okay, um, 
you know, um, it, Mr. South Carolina, you did say something that 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 actually is true. For for a long time, the black the the black was not a, a citizen. We know that um, from um, uh, whatever I'm talking about. It was something in the Constitution. Yeah, three fourths of a human, or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. No, and but see, you, and see, you now you're misconstruing something, and I'll I'll, I'll explain that because because for, for purposes for the purposes of representation, what uh-huh. what the southern what the southern plantation owners were trying to do was gain uh-huh. a foothold in Congress and control everything. So they wanted to count they wanted to count their slaves that were not citizens for the uh-huh. purposes of, of, of representation one to one. They they did not do that. The only reason that is even in the Constitution is to prevent the southern the southern black the southern slaveholders who had who wanted to count all of their slaves which would have decimated the North as far as representation, they would have controlled everything and slavery never and slavery never would have been let's talk. We if we wanted a history lesson, uh, we would go find us a Euro a European a a European a European Hold on, hold on. I understand what you're about to say, and my my, right, okay. my thing is this. Okay, as, you know, for a long time, the black wasn't considered a citizen. Period. I, it's not it, the reason why it doesn't really matter. It was that way. Right, okay. Right, All right. right. Um, right. we got what uh fifteen fifteen minutes left in uh, live air time. So if you want to continue here, sir, we will be going in overtime. You need to get on the phone lines three four seven eight three eight eight six two two. All right, so let me bring this lady in, and uh, we're going to bring Sarge into the conversation. All right, Miss Lady. Oh, Lord have mercy. It's about time for God's sake. Thank you. Uh, look, oh, uh, 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 wait. I just got started. Can you hold on before you interrupt me? Please. Look, Mr. South Carolina, first of all, you are a calm and measured version of me, but attempting reasoning with the irrational and the demagogic is often an exercise in futility. Now, I think we as conservatives should see our mission as an attempt to prevent from further metastasizing this cancer on reason and rationality that is an absolute impediment to employ the kind of correctives that are readily available to most and hey. much of the black community today. I These thought you, people I thought you said like Renee, like I mean, me, like Mr. Michigan, like what they are determined to do is to protect from using the sort of correctives that we presently have available to us right now by deconstructing the history of the United States, deconstructing the Constitution, deconstructing the liberties that are presently available to them, and telling you it's futile. Because of white supremacy. Sir, I, I, I admire your patience. I bet you do. I think I you have you done do. a fine job, but I'm telling you, you, these do. people are demagogues. <laughs> they have been infected by the racial industrial complex. Their minds are poisoned. If you could, they follow Jim Jones down to Guyana. They drank the Kool-Aid with all that Marxist clap trap that Nut was talking about, and they give up the ghost to him. Because I'm telling you right now, for some people, it's hopeless. Just hopeless. You can tell them about the Japanese. You can tell Mr. Michigan to tell you, we we, we want a history lesson. You can go to some Eurocentrics. (laughs) Meantime, they spew the most perverted Mr. Peabody Bullwinkle version of black Marxist racial industrial complex history you've ever heard in your life. But when you try to be accurate, they tell you to shut up. 
because they don't want to hear the truth. They don't want to hear the facts. I've never heard anything like these people in my life. And there's two middle All right, all right. Enough of it. There's African scholars, man. Europeans are not the only scholars. All right. All that yelling was just to. All right, Miss Lady, you have the floor. Wow. When is the coon train coming? It's running late. Oh, it's late train. It's late. We need some folks. Some folks need to be put on the front of the coon train, okay? Yeah, the coon train's on its way. The coon train's on its way. Oh, I'm good. It can't come too too late, okay? Too early. I know. <laughs> but, um, you know, people that talk like that are um, fearful. And yep. they're lazy. Yep. And they're lazy. Okay. And they don't like their own people. No, you're right. So they don't like themselves. They don't like their own people. They're fearful and they're very lazy. And so, you know, so you'll get that kind of rhetoric and demagoguery. Um, they're going to uh, have a platform and they want to be recognized by the powers that be and be the spokesperson and the mouthpiece and make money. Off of lies of throwing black people under the bus, and so it, it goes on, and so that's one of the reasons why. And it's you know a strategy that you and people willingly sign up for that role. I mean, they're like they have their hands up, they're jumping up and down. Yes, I, I, I'll do it. You know, I willingly do it because there's some benefit, there's some financial benefit. So. You know that makes it hard to move forward when you have um, when you have people who uh, willingly embrace the cool world. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's pretty much all I want to say. It's, it's kind of it's silly and it's, it's funny because it's so ridiculous, but it's really sad in a way that you know. And these are supposed to be men, yeah, men good. with leadership yeah. qualities. You yeah. know, um, um, but. Uh, that's pretty much all I want to say. I'm just listening. It's just it's, 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 uh, ridiculous, though. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Miss Lady. <laughs> Thank you, Miss Lady. Um, JC, uh-huh. you have the floor before I bring Mike in. Oh, okay. Yeah, that uh, South Carolina, he's still on here, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. I have a question for him, two questions, okay? Do, do you work for yourself? Do you own your own business? No, I don't own my own business. Not not, Ooh, not work, my primary you, you my primary job. Okay, my primary so job, work. no, but I have a secondary that's business fine. that I've got for my own job. That's, that's that's fine. So you work for someone, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so Okay. So why are you picking up crumbs? I, I own my own business. No one had to give me no one had to give me anything. Why are you still picking up crumbs from the white man? Well here here's here, here, here's, here's the thing with that. I've, I've had I've had several businesses that I've run. Okay. All right. Yes. Yeah, I'm also I'm also in school pursuing a doctorate. Okay. I'm also a volunteer. I'm also no no I'm also no no I'm also I'm also a volunteer in my in my community offering offering free services offering free services. Such, okay, as, such, as, as, such okay, as parenting service. Here's the thing. Here's okay, the thing. So you're, what you, what, no, no, no. What, what you're trying to say no, is no, no, anyone, no, anyone, no, anyone no, that works for someone else, anyone that works for anyone else is a clue. Is that what you're saying? Is that what you're saying? 
Do you go to a university? If you go Wait, to a university. I want to tell you something. Okay. okay. Let me tell yeah. you this real quick. And everybody else, listen. It's a, it's a term that's out now. It's called... All right. Hey, I don't know what's going on. Somebody getting arrested or something. But um, it's a term out right now called digital blackface. Okay, and what this is is, and it's it's been shown to be very widespread. It is white people who are pretending to be black on social media and and other you know things of that nature. They're pretending to be black in order to try to win arguments with black people about racism and white supremacy and slavery and all of those sorts of things. So we need to be careful sometimes. These people that, that we talk to that hear that have these type of things like this, a lot of the time they're white people. No, All right, thank you. Lord have mercy. Can he answer the other question? What was the question? The university that he go to, on, and if he has a mortgage, if you have a mortgage, do you pay rent? You know, do you do all of this stuff? No, I don't. own my own home. I own my own home. Okay, so you went through the bank to get the loan, right? Yes, I did. Okay, so you picking up crumbs. You ain't no better than nobody else. So you you just talking about stuff. <laughs> then he go to a white bank to get his loan. Exactly. Exactly. You still picking up crumbs, and you trying well, to pretend that everybody else picking up crumbs. Um, after you uh, done got your crumbs, if he's working for no, no, something, here, here's, 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 here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let me finish my Let me finish my thought. Let me finish my thought. I'm done. Okay, so you picked up all the crumbs that you need to get full from under the table that Massa gave you. So now, now so that what? your mouth is full of you bread, okay. So now that your your, not, your mouth you is full, you have, you have, let me finish. You, 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 you have no fine. idea okay, what the fine. hell I'm talking about. Okay, you, you have no idea what I'm talking about. Demagogue, and that shows that shows the ignorance in this whole argument. No, that shows the ignorance in the whole argument. No, you do not understand it, sir. You don't understand it. No, 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 sir. Sir, no, 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 sir. Okay. No, no, Listen, sir, no, me, because, because it is your intent okay, to try. Look, you're, you're, your intent to, is to try look, and, 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 and demean uh, me, you know, and I'm not going to let you do it. I'm not going to let you do it. They ridicule you as an individual. They want to try to ridicule people. He's getting a different You're blind. You're blind to it. Hey, 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 hey. Hey. Man, people are hideous. Enough. Let me finish my thoughts. I'd like to know what he's no. in the doctrine is. Let me finish my thought. That's all oh. I was doing, but Mr. Talk, no. you saw me. No, no, because it, it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. No, it's, it's irrelevant. irrelevant. You're doing okay, we're talking about Let me finish my thought. Let me 400 years. Country ain't even existed for 400 years. See, listen okay. to him. See? Exactly. Right. Let me finish my thought. Let me finish right. my thought. Okay. okay. Now, you did all this stuff. Regardless, okay, if everybody else picked up their cream, that's fine. Okay, but you came on acting as if you never had to pick up crumbs to do whatever, but you saying black people need to do no, this. I, I, I have no, never no, had, no, let me I have never had to pick up crumbs Just because I've worked. Let me and if you say saying working is picking up crumbs, you're damn See, crazy. You, let me fin- you know, I listened you know, to you the whole time, didn't interrupt you. Let me finish my thought, okay? Now, if you picked up, th- up crumbs, that's fine. If you have a book, fine, read your book. You know, if it sells good, fine. 
you know, nobody really cares about that book because we can, anybody can go on the internet and put in um, on a on a word document what you're putting in a book. It's not hard to find all that stuff they're talking about. It would take an idiot to go out there and buy that kind of book when they can go on the internet and find the same place you found it from. They can go to the Library of Congress and find it. Your your information ain't no better. Your information is no different than nobody else. That's not what I'm saying. What makes your information so significant that's going to make the world say, wow, nothing at all? I'm because it's the truth. I want to know because what you're getting truth. That's in. what's going to make it a difference. What are you getting uh, doctorate in? Okay. Right. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. All right. Let's bring Mike in. We might as well complete the. All right, Mike. You got the you you got the floor. Go ahead. Well, I'm just tuning in. I don't know what you guys are talking about, but I'm hearing some disturbing stuff from JC. See, he's using the wrong concept. I hope, well, you know, to each his own. I tell my children, and this goes for myself too. I don't work for nobody. I work with people because I'm educated. And if I have a career working for somebody, I can leave any time I want because I have empowered myself. I don't work for nobody. I work with people. That's the wrong concept. If you have this concept, oh, you working for somebody, you're getting the crumbs. Everybody's, most people in the world will never own their own business. And I mean, for the majority of their money, there's nothing wrong in getting a career, helping others out. Other people need each other. All CEOs, they got there because they needed other people to work with them. That's just my mindset. To each his own, though. When I go to work, when when I saw my time sheet at the uh, at the end of every week, I said I'm out work with these people. I ain't working for them. That's just my. Uh, but, but I don't even know what your guys are talking then, about. But I, yeah, I'll, well, I'll tell you what it is, Mike. Uh, I'll tell you what it is. You know, me and South Carolina, we're conservatives, and we think because we have reason and common sense on our side, we ought to prevail. This cult these people are in, this racial industrial complex cult, it substitutes reason, ideology for reason, emotion for judgment, evil for good, and right for wrong. You can't prevail with this. Well, well, let me make a statement. I don't know if y'all talked about the South Carolina situation with the. We know we're talking about South Carolina, the man. That's who's talking, South Carolina. You've talked to him before, Mike. Oh, no, I was talking about the school situation. Did you talk about the uh, the teenage girl? We were talking girl? to South Carolina, the one that's on Tracy's show. That's the one that we're talking to now. Remember yeah, South but I know, but uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, right, but I'm talking about the South Carolina uh, student that got, uh, you know, tossed and jacked up by that police officer. Did you guys talk about that? No, that well, that's just, that's just another oh, manifestation okay. of white supremacy, I guess. Yeah, don't well, know. I, I just you want know, to make we, a brief we, statement about, about that because because here. because when I saw that I thought of Mr. Talk. Me and him had many discussions about uh, giving permission uh, or giving other people permission of of hitting your child in school. And I'm just saying that is a perfect case in point of what Black Lives Matter is all about. That situation in that school. And the nice. key is is saying we know people do something, but it's how you apprehend. The police are breaking their rules when they're apprehending no. black people. And I just want to say, and I thought about this earlier, if that was an all-white school and that was a white teenager and a black cop came in there, would that black cop handle that white uh, female the way he did that black child? Now, I, that's the only way I, I think about race. In this case, right. I don't, I'm not going to say the man was racist or nothing like that, right. but his action was wrong. Uh, right. Once again, we have the authorities criticizing young people or black people not breaking the rules, but then the officers right. break their rules.
their policies and procedures. They were actually taught and trained. They break their rules, and then they're talking about other people breaking rules. So we're talking about apprehension, and it was a total disgrace. So, Michael? I mean, this this is something. So go Mike. ahead. Michael, yeah, thank um, God. Oh. when you get a chance, go back and listen to the beginning of the show. I did address that, and I have to agree with you. That was wrong. That was completely wrong. And, uh, yeah, I agree with you on this this instance right here. Yeah, that was unacceptable completely. Mm-hmm. Okay? But okay, go back buddy. To it. I, I, I went a little further into it. And, uh, you know, go back and listen to the beginning of the show. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, but, but that's all I wanted to say, guys. Can I say something about that? Yes, go ahead, man. Well, uh-huh. the cop that was in the school, it's another man that was in the military that he made, he lost his job because he was, he's, in, he's incapable of working now because he messed him up, that same cop. Yeah. As I mentioned, they that cop, nothing about it. The, the cop was known as Officer Slam. That was the I'm little girl. Like, mm-hmm. This is another I'm school? And the military person that he said his music was too loud. Uh-huh. He was an Army medic, and he messed him up. You know, he was That's like, why. he, he was can't work medic. anymore. Yeah. That's why he was a medic. He was a medic. That's why he messed him up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But anyway, he put it that way. (laughs) He ended his career. Yeah, well, trying to fight it. Yeah, yeah, man. We got ten seconds. Go ahead. We do have people like Sarge in Carolina saying she got what she deserved. All right, so you haven't heard me say nothing about that yet. Why don't you let me wait until I get to make my comment before you make it for me? It's bad enough listening to you without you having to tell me what I think about something. You, uh, Sorry. you already said Sorry. Sorry. I don't need that, man. That is just too much to say. Sarge, why are you yelling? Because, you know, i got to put up with her irrationality and irreason, and then she's going to tell me what I think about something before I even say it. Really? You don't get to do that, Maze. Well, let me do it. Then you can disagree with me. Well, oh, mercy, it's bad enough listening to num- numbskull nonsense comes out of your mouth as it is. Is all of that necessary? Yes, it is. In this case, it is, yes. Okay, just yes. because you were That was absolutely that. necessary because I don't just have any other way to get through to you. You don't listen otherwise. I wouldn't otherwise. expect no more out of them than what let I hear from you. Just like Rand Paul. Let I let don't me. try to put words in your mouth. All you I have like to do is listen to exactly what... I don't have to scream and yell. I just hit the button. Thank you. God, thank you. I just hit the button. That's all I'm gonna do. <laughs> all right. Now, uh, I, I just got a question because this seems to be coming out, and I, I just, you know, I want to know what difference does it make if you conservative, liberal, Republican, Democrat? What, what is it? What difference That's does what that make? None. I mean, not with it, us. Not with me. It should be uh, about what's uh, what's the best. Uh, uh, I guess you can say what's the best. Action for our people to advance, to, 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 to get better. What is that? But why do we always have to fall into the this, this same old, um, and I say it all the time, this title name thing, well, I'm a Republican, I'm a conservative, I'm a liberal, whatever. You see, and I said this before with me and just me and Renee and Mays is on here. Um, you know, it, it, it gets to the point to where we just fall for the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. You know, something has to change. Something has to change. You know, the, the, the thing, the thing for me, the, the the thing, the thing for me is, is you know, I, I try and I try and point out certain things that are affecting us adversely as black people, and when I point those things out, 
people call me. I mean, the stuff that I point out is true. There is, the black the black family has been decimated. Okay, our family structure has been attacked. We 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 they're basically individuals are basically you know uh, perpetrating genocide on us through abortion. You know, we have a lot of we got a lot of black men in prison because of the simple of the simple choices that they make. Instead of looking at instead of looking at the source of the problem, they're looking at the aftermath, and that's the problem. We can prevent a lot of black men from going to jail if we would address the issue of why they commit. Well, I I people in the race, that's what I'm saying. I, 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 I want to say something. This is how you balance us. I finish. May I finish? Hey, can I ask a question, Mr. Right. What I'm saying is this. What I'm saying is this. There was not a single thing. There's not a single thing that I just said that was not true. But I, I guarantee you, somebody, somebody, hold, 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 hold on. Okay, now, 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 the things that I said. But somebody is going to find an excuse, or somebody going to going to twist this to to say that I'm a coon for saying it. But the brain wants to white supremacy. Right. That's no, all you need not, to know. Right. You don't. Know Right, but what I'm saying is the reason. Okay, nobody's saying anything yet. God, dog. Sarge Grooves yelling, Michael trying to explain. Let me get mine out, okay? <laughs> I pay for the airtime. Can I talk a little bit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, Mr. South Carolina, now, I mean, I hear what you're saying. I really do. And I have often said that when the black community fell for the okie integration, that was the beginning of the end, basically. Because. Thank that's you. When, that's when we once. That's when we we fell for uh, the what was supposed to be the good life or the so-called American dream, and it wasn't so. And it, it took what we had as neighborhoods and communities away from us, and we started getting high and mighty and decided we wanted uh, uh, do what the Joneses were doing. I, I, I already said that. I mean, let's be honest. That's what it was. It was okie doke because we fell for it. We did. Now. Even though we, well, some of us recognize it and some of us don't, we still got to come together eventually to get out, get out of this 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 mess that we in. I mean, we still we cannot we cannot allow continue to allow our men, uh, our young men and young women to be abused, put in prison. I mean, you know, back in the day it was going to army. Well, you know, the Army ain't good for you because they were experimenting on you in the Army. And they're still doing it today. And let's not, let's not be um, blinded about that fact. They're still experimenting on um, African Americans. And I don't even want to say African Americans, black, black men and black women. They I are. Talk about that. You ain't going to talk about that. Why not? They ain't going to have no conversation about that. Mr. Oh, Mr. Carolina, I don't have no conversation about that. You know, um, so, you know. So we have different points of view on certain things. Eventually, we're going to have to meet somewhere in the middle and work toward coming away from, getting away from what we know is disastrous to our community. And who's making all that noise? Yeah, somebody's making a lot of noise. But, Mr. Starr, let me just say something. And I'm just saying, I mean, to each his own. And I was after him. Okay, can I say something? I did that online. Real quick, it's not going to take long. What I'm saying is uh, sometimes people's rhetoric can come off one-sided saying that the reason why it's all black people's fault, pull up your bootstraps. What I'm saying is you have, I agree, you have some internal problems, just, just like yourself. Sometimes you have internal problems that you need to straighten out yourself, but you cannot deny there are some uh, exterior factors 
that may make you change some interior things. So the exterior and the uh, interior are not separate. They affect each other. So what I'm saying is, in any community, just with myself, if I quote-unquote have this enemy, I agree. You don't always concentrate on the enemy. Every day, all day, enemy, 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 white supremacy, white supremacy, blase, this. It's going to be unbalanced. It's going to be stagnation. What you have to do is train. Training is just like you did in the Army. When you train, you educate yourself, okay? Um, you, you, you're getting, you're bettering yourself, and you, and you also are worrying about the enemy at the same time. So what I'm saying is, if you want to get, it has to be a balance. If you, you're supposed to take that anger and look in the society and see where now, are there any opportunities that you're not maximizing? Well, is, my, is, it, is, it, is there any way that it, in your community that you can get stronger, and can you use some exterior uh, uh, forces to help you out in certain cases? So, I mean, it, it, it's, it's all a betterment, bro. It, it, it's all a betterment, but sometimes when you hear the rhetoric, white supremacy, white supremacy, some people don't even want to go and get a job or a career or to try to do something or get those skills so they can start their own business one day because they say, I don't want to work for the white people. I don't want to pay taxes. I don't want to be a part of society. A lot of, a lot of uh, uh, quote-unquote thugs, they are really, they really separate themselves from the white people. They don't pay taxes. They do their own thing. They're really like that. So a lot of people have this type of mentality already, but they just apply it in a different way. Mm-hmm. All right. Just, and, 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 a lot of men are going to do it. Let me address a couple of the points. Oh. Um, I think that the, the man, that man was making, or trying to make, rather. Um, okay, this is the thing. All right. First of all, um, the problem with the with our community, in my opinion, one of the largest problems is that we have not identified who our enemy is, okay? Mm, because of point. integration, you have many black people who um, they, they are mistaking white people's tolerance for acceptance. And that's something that we need to understand. White people do not accept black people. They merely tolerate us, okay? And, and, and this is a fact. And the reason that that is a fact and the way that you can see it is that if, if white people truly accepted black people, right, and they truly wanted equality for black people, they would never stand for the treatment that black people have been getting for this system for so long, okay? We have to understand that white people are not your friend. I'm sorry to put it right there for those who are hurt by that. But white people are not your friend. Why would a white person truly want equality, right, when they benefit from the system of racism, white supremacy, and white privilege. Why would they want to lose that? Okay, that's what equality truly means. So we have to understand who well, the enemy is. Well, some white people may As not be my friend, but they have helped me talk, out of my life talk, right now. We're not interrupted. You talked and we're not interrupted. As Malcolm X said, excuse me, as Malcolm X said, only mm. a fool would allow his enemy to teach his children. We need to have an understanding. The, the educational system, education will not save black people. It never has. You had W.E.B. Well, you don't have to be my friend to help me out, Renee. That's proven. Nobody cuts you off. You had W.E.B. the voice and this talented tense uh, mentality. That does not work. You had uh, a lot of people then think, oh, well, if we do the capitalism thing. You had Booker T. Washington doing black capitalism, right? If we look at the wealth index, right, and we look shortly thereafter slavery, 
uh, we own one half of one percent of the of the wealth in this country. In 2015, we own one half of one percent of the wealth in this country. Okay, again, these things are not just because of our circumstance. They are because they are by design. And let me say this real quick, and I, I know other people want to go. Okay, when we talk about black on black crime and black people, well, the black people killing each other and they hate each other and they this and they that, right? Mm, and we got all of this going on. I know, and it's been this many murders and all of this stuff, right? Okay, see. That right there is, is merely a deflection tactic, see. But when you are economically oppressed, right, you're more bound to do certain things, right? So then we have to look at the fact. If you're wanting black men to put guns down, what are you come going on. to replace them Come on, come on, you come on. Oh, my goodness, right? She's on the center floor. Let me finish, please. Oh, my goodness, Let me finish, please. Let me finish, please. You're on if the Senate floor right now, Renee. If you're going to have the guns down, excuse me. If you're going to have black men put the guns down, what are you going to replace it with? See, this is all this this is oh, all a game off. that's being played. Okay, this is because crazy. they talk about Chicago. Excuse me, they talk about Chicago, but the three most dangerous states in the United States of America is Alaska, New Mexico, and Nevada, where the black populations are extremely low. If you talk about the state with the highest drug abuse, it's Vermont, with the black population is extremely low. See, they feed all of this bull, and yeah. black people sit there and believe it and think that we're the bad ones. We need to mm-hmm. understand who our enemy is. Right now, we are under the illusion of inclusion, and that means okay, that we've always that. a few yeah. through. When you look at black people who are successful, okay, she's still about for the most part, what areas do you see them in? You see them in the entertainment industry, right? That's it. But guess who owns that? The Jews. Guess who's running that? The Jews. Black people ain't running nothing. Y'all better get your mind right and wake up. Now, can I say something? So, 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 no, hold on. Hold on. You say, so, what you're telling me. Excuse me? Hello? So, what you're telling me. What she's telling me that. Carolina. Since you say that black men are in prison, all these black men that went to prison and never committed a crime at all is getting out now. Won't even mm-hmm. give them money to survive. That is ridiculous. That's what I'm saying. You're taking the actions you're taking the actions of an individual and bringing it on oppression? Nobody forces them to commit a crime. You put them in a poor education system where they're supposed to be miseducated. You're saying that they can't control themselves. That's a bunch of bulls. You have a system that is extremely discriminating. You got to work home. You can't get away from that. You don't shut up. Every day and getting a two hundred dollar check. She don't shut up. She won't shut up. She won't get out of me. She don't have to. She said, shut up. But what I'm saying, I'm yelling. I want you to ask my question, Caroline. You're telling me the system don't have a system don't have a damn thing to do with it. Don't have a damn thing to do with it. We don't talk like that on here. Because you have a personal choice. You have a personal choice. You have a personal choice to do the right thing or not. It's a combination of both, guys. It's a combination of both. You live on an island, what is it? So every man is an island then, right? If the system doesn't affect every, the people, every are you man, kidding me? Every man, every man, every man, every man makes... I've ever heard. 
every man okay, makes a personal decision. Now question. you tell me somebody's okay. going to force you to go out there and make well, a damn crime. That's yeah, stupid. Carolina, you don't understand. You don't understand how white. I do understand it. I do understand it. White supremacy don't make you do a damn thing. And then they sit back and say, you made the choice. But they put the drugs in the community. They put the discrimination in the
the defects in the law that allowed the unjust conviction in the first place. What you don't do is say that since it wasn't perfect to begin with, let's chuck the whole thing out and replace it with some sort of semi-Marxist system of critical racial legal theory. And right, no, and, 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 and right, and the example of that, Renee, would be getting body cameras what? on cops to, to ensure things. Right. So, so he right. is right. See, now, you know, but you don't want to argue. You just want to say it, so, and therefore it is because you want to say it. Black people, and ain't a damn thing done about it. Don't talk to me about no justice system. Well, you know, I can't talk to you. Then you're going to tell me I can't talk Listen, Renee, let me ask you something. I mean, listen, guys, I want to ask one serious question. Don't talk to me and do what? Right. And what the court going to do? Let me ask you one. Listen, listen, listen. One question, please. Okay, hold on. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it under control now. You know what we're going to do. <laughs> Since everybody is going berserk and nobody want to hear what everybody is, I control it like this. All right. So here's what we're about to do. Mr. South Carolina want to ask a question. So South Carolina, ask your yes, question. Sir. And to who you want to ask it to? Or are you just putting it out there for anybody? Oh well, I mean the the, the thing the thing that I'm I'm trying to to get a grasp on is the fact that you know I'm, I'm showing showing facts that have affected the black community. If I'm showing absolutely concrete facts that are affecting our community, and we need to address these facts, why do I get called? A, a coon, a sellout, when I'm pointing out facts that change. I'm not arguing with anybody about it. These are facts, and, and, but, but it makes no sense to me to get labeled something when what I'm saying is the truth and it's going to help us. That's what you were saying earlier about, you know, um, you know coming together and addressing the issues. And right. what Baltimore was saying, we, we're talking the same thing, but but why is it so divisive? Why do you have to make it so divisive? What is there to gain from that? Nothing. We, we remain divided. But I just mm-hmm. want to know why, when I, when, I, when I bring up facts and truth that's undeniable, why do I get labeled as a, quote, unquote, Uncle Tom or a coon? I, in my, my opinion and what I'm thinking is, I, I do believe uh, when you do uh, – I say make certain statements or comments. Uh, it's just I'm trying to find the right words here, and I can't get them to come to my vocabulary at the moment. And I guess I'm just saying like this. It comes off as you being thinking that you are holier than thou or you believe, or you believe in this system or you believe in this system that is basically uh, uh, that has been systematically holding us back for so long. And I think certain points of view that you come out with just are, are, aren't right, aren't true, aren't true. Exactly. Well, what I'm going to do now, but, but here's, I'm, I'm, here's, here's, go ahead, go ahead. One more point. Here's, here's, here's the thing about it. Mm-hmm. I'm not stupid enough to think that I'm the only, I hold the whole key on the truth. Right, but but here's the thing: I will compromise, and, and just because just because I consider you a or you are you know uh, a, a a Democrat or, or a liberal or a Marxist or a socialist or anything, you know, the clock a, a broken clock is white at least twice a day, and I take True. that as a, you know 
as what you know what I believe in. So right. I'm not going to stand there and call you, you know, a name or try to demean you when I know what you're speaking is the truth. That to me is a little bit insane. I agree with that. I, I agree with that. I, 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 you get no argument with me on that, you know. But it goes back to, I think, what a lot of us have said here on the air today is, uh, you know, we're all seeking the same inclusion, but we're, we're, I guess we're going about it different ways. You know, and as I have said before, we have to find that common ground. You know, I, I don't believe in the titles of Republican and all that. I, I, you know, I'm not. You know, I'm not. I'm not into that. Uh, but we do need to come up with something, and there's going to be differences of the way we think. But somewhere, and I think Michael said it, which I can't believe I'm saying this, but Michael did say, you know, there's got to be compromise somewhere, and we have been conditioned so long to be divisive with them among ourselves that sometimes we get so caught up in our points of views that we cannot see the other side because we're stuck on what we believe, if that makes any sense. Until we figure out how to do that, we we, we just going to keep beating our heads against the wall, and, and one set one, one group going to be on this side, the other group going to be on that side, and we just going to be going at it back and forth until we decide we need to come in the middle, join together as one force, and move forward. But let me give J.C. some Okay. I go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. All right. Go ahead, JC. You got the floor. Okay. You, you know, um, just like you said, I I, could, I can't make it any better than what you said. You know, everybody is going to have their own opinion. That's what we have to realize. I have my own. You have yours. South Carolina has his. No one has the ultimate. Uh, no one has the ultimate answer. To anyone, you know, not even Michigan, not not even Michael, you know, and everybody's going to look at everybody's statement different as if theirs may be, you know, all and mighty God's point of view. But in the end, we still can take some things from some people and use it, and maybe we take nothing from some people and use it, no matter what, you know. So yeah, I, I, everybody going at each other and stuff like that. I kind of quiet down myself, but. You know, everybody do have a point, no matter what. You know, right. so some either we can uh, we can we can agree to disagree, but no matter who comes on your show, I don't care how much education they have, where they work, what they have, just like me. Guess what? And nobody on here got the permanent answer because if you did, then everything will work out for the whole world because you'll go and solve everything. That's it. That's it. All right. Thanks, JC. All right. Uh, let's see. Sarge, you have the floor. Nice and easy. No yelling. Okay, okay, okay. I, I applaud South Carolina, sir. Again, you are a reason, reasoned and measured version of me. And I'm frankly, I'm not very reasoned when I'm confronted with irrationality and a complete rejection of facts, truth, and history. I'm just, I just have no patience. I, I, it is a fault of mine. I readily confess to. I'm, I, and it really is rather difficult to put it with people. Who, relentlessly determined to reject fact and truth. However, I'm also not in a Hegelian dialectics. I don't believe in coming to an uh, a antithesis, synthesis, 
I mean, uh, uh, thesis, antithesis, and then coming to a synthesis when I believe some things are so fundamentally flawed in their very concept, I reject them utterly. The question for me is, which views will prevail? And particularly, which views are going to become government policy and how much tyranny is going to be inflicted upon me by that bloody government? That I don't want. I, don't want, I want the legitimate use of the police power and no more than the Constitution of the United States allows, period. I don't care how much they think it's invalid or illegitimate. I see it as the founding document and law for this country. I don't want one whit more government than it allows. And to say a host of other things, which are cultural and social, which do deserve to be argued about endlessly if necessary, to get some sort of resolution to it. But I do think it's whose views are going to prevail. I'm not interested in coming to a synthesis with people who have viewpoints and views and want to enforce a culture and civilization that I find repugnant and want no part of. And I think it's destructive to our liberty, our freedom, and our very prosperity. This is what I'm talking about. For a lot of people, it seems to be some sort of a... Uh, 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 idle uh, 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 exercise in uh, comedy. I'm not interested in comedy. I think right now we're in a very fight for our civilization, and I mean it. Our culture and our civilization is literally disintegrating right in front of our eyes, and I'm not interested in coming to an accommodation with those who seek to destroy it. And I'm sorry if people think my viewpoint and my idea where I look thing is wrong and off base. Too bad, because I'm going to keep it or lose one side of the other is going to win, and I don't want to be there with the barbarians. Planned Parenthood, and i got to pay taxpayer money for it. Are these people insane to chop babies up and sell their body parts? They're like Nazis. They're just as bad. In fact, one, th- one thing Renee's been right about today, absolutely right, Margaret Sanger and her alliance with people who are actually allied with the Nazi party. The Nazi party sought uh, counsel. And she was a consultant. She went to Germany to advise them on their eugenics program, which was the Leibniz, uh, which was the uh, Action T4 program, Tiergarten Thrasavir program. They got rid of Leibniz und Wertesleben, life unworthy of life. And I got news here. Those people are the people that are allied with the liberals and the progressives and the Hillary Clintons and the Barack Obamas and all the rest of them. For God's sake, wake up. What kind of world do you want to live in? I don't want to live in that world many of you want. And that's what I have to say. Thank you for allowing my little filibuster, but it wasn't allowing some of these others. <laughs> All right, thank you, Lars. <laughs> All right, Mike, <laughs> you have the floor. Well, first of all, they were bringing up feminism. you got to realize you're blaming some Margaret Thatcher. Where was the black woman who said that black women should have a right to vote? Black women were being treated like crap in this whole society. Look in your history books. They made great accomplishments, but they pushed them to the side. Come on now. So the foundation of feminism, listen, all of our daughters, your granddaughters, my daughters, they are living out some type of feminism. Have have that movement, feminism, the definition may have changed over the years. Yeah, you can say that. You can say people have changed that movement, but the foundation is of it was pretty good. It makes sense because women can point out the contradictions in societies that other people treat them, whether you're a man or a woman. Now, I just want to say this, Mr. Michigan, I mean, I'm South Carolina. 
you are right, but you cannot be one-sided just like the other side is one-sided. Yes, there are some things in our society. America still have a society problem, identity problem, a crisis problem when it deals with race. No one is saying that. And I want to go back to Renee, and you have to remember this, and I have a question for you, Renee. But when you talk about training, you're thinking about the enemy and you're improving yourself at the same time, sharpening your swords, uh, uh, just bearing your opportunity, getting to know the law, being more political, pointing out their contradictions. If you know, if you if you want to get you know go to more cases, you got to train in law, train them more in education and technology. Not down the doors, maximize every opportunity so you can get better. So I think training and getting better is the same thing. But Renee, I'm gonna ask you this: We have a lot of people, especially here in the cities, where African American males will be prison guards uh, sometimes in their local jails. But would you advocate on your platforms and other platforms that black African-Americans should become more police officers and more firefighters in their communities? Because as you can clearly see, and if you look at the Baltimore riots, look at all of the ranks. Most of all the ranks of the police officers were white faces inside of a black community. So would you advocate uh, black African-American males and females to be more police officers in their community? Are you through? Yeah, I'm through. That's my question to her. Okay. Well, we get to. I'm sure she get the answer for you. Uh, but um, I know I, I might answer a little bit of that. Um, no, Mike, I don't. And here's the reason why I don't think so. We have many uh, people of color that are police officers, correction officers, what have you. And when they decide to stand up for what is right, which a lot of them do, they end up in the, just like Christopher Darner. You remember him? The cop in um, um, L.A. that they victimized and, and, you know, made him sound like he, yeah, he shot a cop, okay. But they left him no choice, I guess. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? When you, when you stand up against a system that's already there to uh, bring, to, to uh, mistreat you, what do you do? You find something better to do. I, I'm telling you, man. I, I don't know. I don't know about that one, Mike. But anyway, I'll let Renee answer that in a minute. But we're gonna let Maze get hers in right now. All right, Maze, go for it. Yes, Mr. Sock. When you hear these conservatives come on here trying to get people to come into a party that don't even care nothing about them, and then you're gonna spot out the same words that they tell, they say, indoctrinated with it. Don't. I, it just makes me go blank. Just like I told Carolina, if if he's going off the bridge, you see somebody going off the bridge, do you stop or you follow them behind the bridge and complete? And then you're talking about men going to prison and being taken out of the house. Some went to prison, didn't do nothing, had to spend their whole life, couldn't do nothing, had to get out and then still on the street and still can't do nothing. They don't never have a conversation about those people. The system won't want to pay them. The family had to make it the best way they could. But they always talk about taking somebody out of the house and all these statistics that they come out with, just like they used to say, the black woman was the welfare queen. That was a lie. And all the other things that they spout out is a lie. So sometimes uh, stop spouting out what you hear other people say. Use your own brain that you have that God gave you and determine to what you spout out to try to give other people that look just like you, trying to put them down and saying what they need. And you don't know what you need for yourself. And fascists and all of this. Who do you hear say that? Ted Cruz and all of that group. And you lie. Stop repeating what you hear them say. And then people will stop and listen to what you got to say. If you already heard it, you don't want to hear it again. Hmm. And I don't belong to nobody's party. 
Democrat or Republican, because they both are the same. So stop taking up for people that don't care nothing about you and in their name. Find something in your name and go with it, and then you'll make a change. Have a good one. All right. <laughs> well, thank you, Mays. Very good, very good. All right, last but not least, Miss Renee. Renee, are you there? I'm here, I'm here. Okay, I know you probably was right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was very excited for a couple of things. Um, um, I, I agree with, just to, to piggyback off of what Mays um, was just saying, I absolutely agree. And I always say for black people in America, there is no such thing as Democrat or Republican. There is only white supremacy. And I say that because the um, political system is a, it, just bogus. It's, it's made on either side to keep the top people at the top and the bottom people at the bottom. That's all it is. And they just shuffle around things, you know, try to make it look like something. But it keeps the same system in place year after year, decade after decade, president term after president term. Um, it's uh, it's um, function is to maintain the status quo, and, and that's what it is. So, um, but about the um, things that the other man was saying. Oh, and, and let me address um, what um, Mike was saying or asked as well. Um, no, I do not believe that having more black police officers. Well, I won't say completely. Let me let me do that. I won't say, okay, on the one hand, it could be helpful in certain instances, meaning that a black man who has some level of awareness or understanding may be able to be um, less aggressive, um, um, more empathetic maybe in situations um, than a white officer. But that's very limited, and that's going to be very few and far between. But overall, no, 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 no. Having more black officers as far as to make a substantial change no, not at all, because the problem is not so much the officers. The problem is the system in place, okay, because at the end of the day, in order for them to keep their job, they have to play along. They have to play ball, and they already know what it is that they have to do, and so um, they are part of the, um, what is it, the police? I forgot what you call it, but, you know, the fraternal order of police. And so they have to be in line. That's all it is, right? So when a black, to me, when a black officer is on duty, they are an honorary white man or, or white woman for that period of time because then they are given a certain level of um, authority um, that they would never have otherwise. And so, um, in fact, many NYPD officers, um, there's a lot of stories out here. Y'all can look this up about that. Um, the fact that many NYPD officers, black NYPD officers said when they are off duty, they are harassed big time by other NYPD. And they don't know that they're police officers. They just see a black man and they dog them out and they know the policies that they're using and the things that they're using are wrong. Okay? So anyway, I just wanted to say that. And, and, and lastly on that, sometimes even though some black officers will go even harder on black um, suspects or black people because they want to either make a point that, well, look at me, I'm a police officer, look at you, you down there or whatever, or they want to make a point to their fellow white officers that I will not be soft on other black people. 
So um, we have to look at that as well. But to, I want to respond, and then, and then I'll be done, to the, the man, whoever that is, that has all this to say. I think he's from South Carolina or whatever. But he talks about facts. Why does him bringing up facts, um, you know, cause people to, to call him a coon or whatever? And I, I haven't called him that. Um, but, see, the problem is not you, quote, unquote, bringing up facts. You're not bringing up all the facts, though, right? So if we talk about your facts, let's talk about my, about my facts. 100% true. You can look this up yourself. Um, so what about facts like um, that drugs were placed purposely in poor black communities, right, by the CIA, right? We know the Iran-Contra um, situation where you had uh, Ricky Ross, um, the black man who said on a slow day he was making $2 million, right? So you had this cocaine purposely, y'all, purposely put into poor black communities as well as guns and ammunition, right? So you ask, because I ask myself, how is it that drugs from Colombia or, 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 or Peru, you know, from South America, drugs from overseas, talking about heroin, right? So we're talking about cocaine and heroin. How are drugs like that? able to get into the poorest of the poorest of the poor black community? How are weapons, guns, and ammunition able to get into the poorest of the poorest black community? Huh, that's on the how does that even happen, right? But however it happens, right, it magically gets there, right? And you don't have any other community that is flooded with these things in this way, not at all, right? So the other, um, let's, let's talk about the other facts. The fact that um, our communities are redlined, right? So they they, comp- they compress the black people in these areas, right, in the major metropolitan um, areas, right? And then when they put all the black people in, in, in these areas, then they can concentrate law enforcement in those areas. Meanwhile, in the suburbs, they popping pills, they shooting up, they doing everything under the sun, and they get away with it, right? Because if we look at another fact, if we look at the fact that per capita, white people use more drugs than black people. So why are we going down more than they're going down, right? So part of that is redlining and, and isolating black people in certain areas. Another thing, malt liquor. Why is malt liquor so exclusively in black areas? What's up with that, right? And we know that it's more destructive, and malt liquor is actually, it's, it's literally the trash of beer, okay? So the stuff left over from Heineken and all that, the trash of it, that's what malt liquor is. So that's taken this bottle and it's put in uh, a black areas, right? Then we talk about the fact that whites are more likely to get accepted to college than blacks with the same grades and achievements, right? Then we see that often the worst teachers, right, who have had records on them are put into where? The black schools, right? We see that many of the laws and policies created disproportionately affect black people, right? Things like stop and frisk, the Rockefeller law so on and so forth, many of them across the nation, right? And then we look at the fact that black children, right, who are juvenile, they are much more likely to be tried as adults for the same crime that white children are, right? Also, we look at the fact that a white man with a criminal record, this is a fact, look it up, a white man with a criminal record is more likely to get a job than a black man with a, with a clean record. Right? Let's also look at 
uh, voter suppression? Why is there's been many, many, a huge history and continuation of voter suppression purposely targeted at black citizens, right? Let's talk about, I just got a few more. Let's talk about the toxic waste milk put into Harlem specifically, right? So if we look at New York State, this is a fact as well. If we look at New York State, we can see that um, for, the, um, for the state, there's a dairy farm uh, closest to a nuclear uh, um, uh, plant in New York, okay, upstate New York. The milk, the two ways that you can ingest um, toxic waste into your body, it comes through water or comes through dairy because the cows eat the grass and the so on and the so on, right? So you have milk that was, in, was uh, affected with nuclear waste. That milk was purposely, from those farms, purposely shipped to mom and pop, uh, 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 you know, markets in Harlem. It showed that in the black baby's teeth, in the children's teeth, that there was evidence of toxic waste not present in any other white areas. Why is that, right? The other thing is this. Why is it that blacks are more likely to experience unfair sentencing practices, predatory banking practices, and, for the uh, again, for the poor schools? Okay, economic oppression that our people are under. It limits our access to education, health care, and employment, right? Why are black men more likely to be not doing anything, just being a man, a person? Why are they more likely to be stopped, questioned, and frisked more than any other race of people, right? Why is it that black men are more likely to be convicted for the same crimes as white and receive harsher sentences, right? And I will stop there. The fact of the matter is that I could go on forever, right, that will be factual information. So when you talk about bringing facts, don't give me just the surface stuff. Right? You're trying to give me the surface, oh, well, you know, black people do this. No, give me the real facts. Give me the real information that helps to dictate the outcome. See, that's how white supremacy works. White supremacy works, okay? Let me tell you this real quick. It works by putting all the elements in place, okay, around so that the outcome that they desire is more likely, right? So that means if you put the drugs in the community, you have the poor schools, you redline the areas, right? You just, uh, uh, the people are discriminated against uh, for jobs, right? You do all of that stuff, right? Then you're going to be more likely to have people be willing to sell drugs, to be willing to use drugs, Right? You're going to have those things happen. So white supremacy does all that. They don't do that to nobody else now. They don't do it to white folks or Asians or nobody, right? But they do it to us, and then they sit back and say, oh, well, you made the choices on you, even though we put every possible thing, obstacle in your way. Well, you know, you guys are just criminals. So I just want to say that. I'm done. I got a headache. Thank you, Mr. Talk. Love you. All right, thank you, Renee. <laughs> oh, oh, I love you too, fan maze, and everybody else. Hey, man, what I'm telling you, what a great show! What a great show! I, I don't have anything else to say. Everybody said it already. <laughs> Woo, man, I'm telling you, what a great show though. Hey, but you know, I, I heard something I have to, I just have to say something about before I get up out of here. Um, Mike said. Um, that we have an identity crisis in America. And I just have to go on record and say, no, we don't. 
And here's why I'm saying no, we don't. Because we know who they are. They know who we are. Do I need to say more? I don't think so. You know, and, you know, if you really just stay on top, the surface, skim the surface, you know, a lot of lot of us are now beginning to fall for the illusion of inclusion. You know, they want you to think that this is a gray world now. There's no, there's no black, there's no white. You know, there's just people. And I've said it myself. But the more I look at it, the more I dig. No, it's not. It's easier for you to say. It's easier, easier to say that. But the more you dig, no, it's not like that. It never has been, and probably never will be. You know, and, and this brings me back to a um, a story I read just this morning, where there was this um, black female professor from the University of North Texas, and she's walking down her street exercising, not bothering anybody. Of course, the cops follow her for a little bit, then, you know, they get out and ask her, you know, under the premises, she went on the wrong side of the road. Okay. Fine, you know, they say, we're worried about you, you walk on the side. That should have been it. But then they go ahead and say, well, have your name and your social security number. What did that have to do with her walking down the street? She wasn't breaking any laws. But then again, she was in a predominantly white, high-end high neighborhood. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, you know, it's it's hard. It's going to be hard, and we definitely have work to do. And when I say we, I mean all of us. We have a whole lot of work to do. Um, but hopefully, if not in my lifetime, your lifetime, you know, eventually, hopefully, we come to the point to where we're together and we can uh, uh, rise up, rise up as one people. You know, one people. Although the 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 Native Americans they may have fought each other to the nail, but when it came uh, about taking their land or, or fighting for what they believe in, they do it together. And just like all the other groups, here where I am, there's a big um, Korean um, population. And man, I'm telling you, those folk they always together, always together. You know, and I look at that and I just sit back and I just, I marvel. Like, wow. Wow. I mean, they they, they, they frequent each other's business. I mean, and they have a lot of them around here. You know, so hopefully eventually we can get back to where we were before integration. Um, as far as our communities... And and being able to to do our own thing, we not doing it now. That's for sure. We don't even keep no money in our neighborhood, so I know we ain't doing too much. And, we, and that's nothing new, right? That's nothing new. But anyway, that's all I got to say. Hey, it's been good, people. We'll be back here Monday, two p.m. Central. Hey, we gonna take y'all out of here today with um. Oh, wait a minute. Quote going out for the weekend. Yeah. Quote going out for the weekend. Simple, easy. Your life will get better when you realize it's better to be alone than to chase people who don't really care about you. Think about it. All right.
So, until then, man, we'll take y'all out here with some De La Soul, me, myself, and I, and I'll see everybody Monday. Don't forget, time clock goes back tomorrow. Don't forget, don't want you to be late to church on Sunday. <laughs> Till man, remember, keep smiling, show appreciation, forgive with an open heart. Make sure you're forgiving yourself first before you can forgive anyone else. The biggest and the best thing, learn to laugh at yourself, man. If you can laugh at yourself, everything else is gravy. All right? So, it's going to do it for me, y'all. Y'all have a good one. I'll see y'all Monday. Have a good weekend. I'm out. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Tell me, mirror, what is wrong? Can it be my daylight clothes or is it just my daylight clothes? What I do ain't make-believe. It's just me, myself, and I. 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 Now you tease my plug one style and my plug one second coat. You say plug one and two are hippies. No, we're not. That's still plug four. Always pushing that we formed an It's just me, myself, and I I'm darkly packed. I know this, so I point at Q-tip and he states, Black is black. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Shovel chestnuts in my path. Keep on a chestnut so I don't get an aftermath. But if I do, I'll calmly punch them in the fourth day of July. Cause they try to mess with third degree. That's me, myself, and I. Nah. It's just me, myself, and I.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.